the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Boy, it's Wednesday, hump day. It's uh, closer to Friday than we were on Monday, and that's a good thing. Good to be here. We're on third floor, house side of the state capitol, as uh, this session is beginning to wind down, Paul. Things are getting slower and slower here. Uh, Paul Calvert joins me today. We're going to be joined by folks from Magic Springs this hour. They're going to stop by, talk about what's coming up when they're opening, when, uh, you know, what prices are going to be, what are special things, who's going to be in concert there and all of that. Uh, They typically would be at the studio with me, but since we're here at the Capitol, they get to come to the Capitol today. Should be fun. I think, well, I think it's a good... A good thing everybody gets to have a little little bit of fun by uh, coming out here and and uh, and visiting mm-hmm. the people's house. You know, and see it. a lot of people never be, ever been here, and it's really something to see. Uh, it's a very nice place. I can uh, kind of understand why some of these legislators get wedded to it and well, like to stick around. It, maybe maybe it would be better for the legislators if we had something more like a an old barn or something. Have we heard that the the, the, the bill that would grant in-state tuition to illegal immigrants get passed by both the House and the Senate? You know, I don't know for sure. Um, the last I heard, it had passed a, uh, a committee on the Senate side, but I never heard if it got to the floor. Did it get to the well? I, I don't, don't know. know. Do we know what number that is? I don't remember uh, what it let was. Me, let me see if I can look it up. Well, let me, let me give you a... A lowdown on this okay. because there's other states that are trying to do this as well. An immigration expert and legal analyst are reigniting a conversation around a uh, a uh, federal law which addresses a now common practice of providing reduced college tuition for illegal aliens, specifically DACA students. He argues that the law currently goes unenforced, and Heritage Foundation senior legal fellow Hans Spakowski, who's been here on the show several times, and Caleb Morrison, who are part of Heritage's Young Leaders Program, wrote that, quote, unfortunately, the U.S. Justice Department has never enforced a provision against any state to the detriment of the public. And that was in an op-ed titled No Right to College for Illegal Immigrants, which was published in National Review. I'm going to try to get hands-on here in the next few days and talk to him Mm -hmm. because um, it would really bother me if people were passing laws that are breaking the law in the United States. (laughs) Would that not bother you? It wouldn't surprise me. Well, it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, they do a lot of weird things in this house. But the bottom line is, if it's not legal, then it should be, uh, you know, vetoed by the governor. Well, I think welfare programs are bad enough, but when you're giving welfare programs to people who are here illegally, I think that even kind of ups the ante some more. Well, this was signed and... uh, 
and passed into law back in 1996 during uh, the Clinton administration under the Illegal uh, Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act, the statute now known as uh, 8 U.S. Code 1623. The code creates limitations on eligibility for preferential treatment of aliens not lawfully present on the basis of residency for higher education benefits. Notwithstanding any other provision of law, an alien who is not lawfully present in our country shall not be eligible on the basis of residence within a state or a political subdivision for any post-secondary education benefit unless a citizen or national of the United States is eligible for such a benefit in no less an amount, duration, and scope without regard to whether the citizen or national is such a resident. What does that mean is very simple. If we're not giving it to everybody in the United States and they all can come here with in-state tuition, you can't give it to an illegal. Period. Well, maybe someone needs. Have to I point- not argued this point before? Maybe someone needs to point out the the actual law here, and of course, what do you think I'm doing? Yeah, right. But and, and so, <laughs> so and so, so maybe someone needs to, to point it out to people who who would care about it if the legislators actually care about it. But is the governor actually behind this bill? Do we know yet? I don't know. We don't know yet. I, I, I know Huckabee was behind mm-hmm. when he was trying to give them scholarships, and we nipped that one in the bud. They slipped this one through quietly. Yeah, we need to figure out and see, see so, where it's at in the process. So we, I would love to let, me, let it get, you know, be right at the end, and the guy's stretching for the tape at the end of the race, and then I say, Sorry, it's illegal. Clip, no tape for you. Well, you know, this might be one of those things that you could file a lawsuit against the state for. It might be. It might be. And we got lawyers we know that would be happy to do pro bono work. Okay. It might be kind of interesting. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a friend up in Missouri who filed a lawsuit against the state for, for passing some laws illegally, and he won. Yeah, well. He did it by himself. You know, it's called law. The law tends to be sometimes uh, the final arbiter of sometimes. arguments. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's here, a buddy. Put the mic headphones on. We'll get. We'll get. I want to get away from. Uh, Going to get away from politics we'll just for some, a moment. Some fun stuff. Let's talk about fun wow. stuff that's coming up. We want to do that. We got the folks here from uh, Magic Springs. If you've been outside today, it's Magic Springs weather outside. It's Magic Springs weather. It's beautiful outside. It really is. CVB, Move up on that a little bit. CVB weather. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. It's going to be 75, 78 degrees today. How's that sound? See? Got to love that. Yeah. I'm really liking it. Ah, but it's it. Arkansas, so give it five minutes. It's going to change. It'll right? be 40 <laughs> degrees in the morning. It was 30 degrees Saturday morning. Yes, it was. It was cold outside. Frost. I can't imagine mm-hmm. riding a roller coaster when it's 30 degrees. Come, you look like Dumb and Dumber at the end of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Not frozen on your face. Uh, your audience needs to. You need to be in studio so your audience can see him on the webcam, guys. Uh-huh. He's, what a face! Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. It's great. Uh, this is the first time over here to the. Yes, the it cabin. is. What do you think? Yeah, I'm inundated. I, I'm looking around like a, like when when you're on the uh, what is it the fifth grade field trip to go. the state capitol building and <laughs> Miss Miss Mary sixth grade class and everybody's tied together like a chain gang field trip. So now you know why we call it the Marble Palace. Yes, sir. 
There's a lot of marble here. Yeah, and a lot of blockheads, I guess. Is that right? <laughs> stand don't, don't, don't insult the blockheads. Uh, now, if you stand out in front of this building and you look at it and you go, wow, that looks like something I know. Well, that's right. It looks exactly like the U.S. Capitol. Right. That's, right. Uh, what we, I think we're only one of three states that have our state capitals looking like what's in D.C. Well, that little plaque that said the house that Bill built, and I didn't know what that meant, is because I'm, I'm not an Arkansas this, native. Yeah, it's not Bill Clinton. <laughs> no. I want to make sure you don't think it's Bill Clinton. It's the okay. gentleman, yeah, the gentleman that was known, I can't remember his last name, but about 1903, wasn't it, that really it was, put this it was, together? It's pretty old. It's... Um, I was down at the um, Treasury's Treasurer's office, and they were telling us some of the history about that. And so, when they they're telling us some of the history about the um, the vault that they have down there, that's very and cool. It's too. old. I mean, it was built in the. How much money did they let you hold? A hundred thousand dollars? I think they let you hold a half a million. Half a million. I think they let you hold a half. Yeah, a million. go down to Treasury's yeah, office. Go down to give you, oh, yeah, that's you what I want to do. Million, hold a half a million dollars, only have it taken away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need that in my life. They've been doing that all for a long time. Yes, they You've have. been working, right? Yeah. Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim, so what, what's going on at Magic Springs? New stuff this year? Oh, it's always new at Magic Springs. Okay. You know that. Yeah. Right. So what are we? What are we looking well, at? Well, we. You know, we opened this Saturday, oh, April wow. the 6th. Wow. Uh, I didn't know sneak it was so peak, soon. Sneak a peek weekends will be weekends till May the 5th. Um, and the hours will be 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Because Easter this year falls in April. That's right. We're going to actually be open uh, for three days. We'll be open Good Friday, Saturday, and then Easter Sunday. Cool. S- Saturday's going to be Christian Youth Day. We've got a concert with an artist named Danny Gokey. Sure, from uh, American Idol. Exactly. See, this this guy, is, he's got that Google machine just firing, doesn't he? Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Dan, Danny Gokey is very good. Uh, he was here a few months ago at the big winter fest. Yes, he was. Yeah, and he, he sent us a shout-out. He's real excited about coming back and seeing all of his fans uh, at the park. And that concert's free with a one-day admission or a Magic wow. Spring Seasons Pass. But speaking of concerts, yes, you we have, a good lineup oh this my year? gosh, we have an amazing concert lineup this year. We've got 15 dates. Wow, that's over, a lot. Over 26 different artists performing on those 15 dates. And that doesn't even talk about the openers or support acts. These are all legitimate headliners. Okay. Um, as an example, we're doing the, the Boots and Roots 90s Throwdown Electric Tour. And you go, oh, okay, what the heck? is that you've got sammy kershaw you've got aaron tippen and colin ray wow any one of those guys could 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 do a show by himself but it's kind of like the highwaymen from back in the day right Right. and so you've got three headlining artists all coming together to perform in a show together is is kershaw bringing his uh you know his uh, scrub board with him. You know they're, they're bringing the full the full deal. It, this, apparently this is this is playing to full houses around the country. So we're we're super excited to be able to secure that. Uh, your female listeners are going to get all weak need when they find out that Nick Lachey and his brother will well, be here okay. with ninety eight degrees. They're all for that. You know. Uh, so the boy bands are breaking it out for a comeback. Um, We've got we've got an amazing Christian lineup. As I said, Goki on April the April the twentieth. Uh-huh. Chris Tomlin on June one. That's a great one. Crowder's coming back. He is such a favorite. Now I'm going to stop you. Do you have the room in Magic Springs for Chris Tomlin? 
Yes. I mean, seriously. Oh, absolutely. He'll bring huge numbers. He's, he's going to bring huge numbers. But, it, you know, many of the artists on the lineup this year are going to do the same thing. Um, for King and Country is ever popular at Magic Springs. Um, then again, cha- let's change it up. Let, let's say you like 80s hairband music. Well, we've got Skid Row, Striper, <laughs> and Kicks. Striper is coming? Striper. I mean, right? The yellow and black attack That's is going to be the here. The yellow and black. And did you did you ever hear any of their tracks when they were when they were doing Christian? Yes. Right. And then they crossed over. I did a huge I did a, a huge show for them for uh, American Forces Radio. Exactly. So those all three of those artists will be performing in our in our hairband festival day. You're going to see a real change in the way concerts are presented this year. So we've got we've got the you know the headliner and a, and a support artist that you know open the doors at four, six o'clock support, and then the headliner at eight, or an all day festival. We're doing Mud Fest, and no, 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 it's not mud wrestling. Okay. It's puddle of mud. Okay, tantric, saving Abel. Um, and there's two other artists, and I apologize if you're listening, guys, but it's it's a five-artist lineup ending with Puddle of Mud as the headliner that night. So did you put all this together? No, but I surround myself with really talented people who do. Who is this with you? Mary Claire. Okay, she, uh, and she does what? She she makes sure I'm at the right place at the right time. I was over at the She's studio. She's handler. She's my handler. I was doing I was doing an interview with with uh, Steve yeah. over on the fish. Right. Not not eight minutes ago, and I'm looking at your studio, and your studio's still dark, and I'm like, "Where's Dave? Dave's never late. He's he's always show prepping. What's yeah, going on?" And yeah. she goes, "We gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> and so we're flying through the city with our hair on fire to come to the Capitol. But I'm, cool. I'm so glad to be so here. Did you find a parking right. spot? Oh, yeah. Did, good. Yeah, just whoever number 86 is, I hope he doesn't mind. <laughs> did it say Senate or did it say Rep? Rep 86. 86. We'll have to find well, out who well, that well, is. Apologies. Well, I have one-day tickets for you if you call me later. So. Well, right. we'll see if your car's there when you get back. Yeah, well, it's got it's got Carolina plates, so hopefully they cut him some slack. That's yeah. a rental. So the, the man. <laughs> is here. We're going to talk. We're going to keep him here the hour, the rest Ooh, of the hour. Well, thank you. You ready for that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And we'll talk uh, about what to expect this year at Magic Springs. They're opening this weekend. Wow. This sounds good. Cool. Sneak a peek. Yeah. Are your, sneak wa- a peek. Are your water rides? No. Okay. April, uh, be May the 11th. Okay. But, yeah, we'll talk We'll talk when we come back from the break. Yeah, we'll yeah. be doing water rides with ice cubes. Oh, yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. We'll talk more. Uh, with folks at Magic Springs here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 24% right now. Okay. Which is not bad. No. But, but I'd at like some to get point, down. You'll, you'll, you'll need to know. I'd like what, to get to 13%. That's is that, my is that, shot. Okay. My goal is I weigh 188 right now. I hope to weigh by the end of the year 170. Okay. And that would be 20 pounds under what I weighed when I played sports in high school. Yeah, I was about to say. Because <laughs> we talked that, we had that conversation. My wife doesn't we like were, it. We were both, you know, 100, 185 pound in, in a world of giants. You know, I was an inside linebacker at uh, 185. Yeah. All right. I think we're back. You've been listening to us there, Russ? <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys have been on. Well, I figured that everybody's been listening to how I'm losing weight. Hot Mike. I'm losing weight, man. We have a good conversation. But I'm losing weight. He what looks can great. I tell you? He I'm does look weight. great, Russ. Been working good conversations at it. during the break. I think it's shaving my head. It's got to gotta be it. I think that's Wind what it resistance, is. Wind resistance, yeah. Yeah, well, it's partly that, but 
I'm told that, for about four ounces. Yeah, I'm told. I'm told. I'm told that I look like I'm in fifty-six, fifty-seven years old. I'm sixty-six. Right, young Telly Savalas. I'm, I'm not a young guy. Yeah, get myself you a just get a lollipop. Lollipop. And, yeah, who loves you, who loves your baby? Who loves your baby? Tell you. The way it goes. All right, so you open this Saturday. So what's going to be open? All the food places, of course. Everything except the water park. Okay. Water park opens May the 11th. Uh, we're, we're weekends only, as I said, April 6th to, to uh, basically the 19th of May. Okay, middle of May. Middle of May, uh, because Memorial Day weekend uh, marks the start of summer. So Friday the 24th, that'll, that'll be the first official day of daily operation. So what's going to be happening this year that's different from last year? Well, you remember, I know you all. You don't do the same thing no, every year. And if you remember, we made the investment last year to put in a new thrill ride. The park hadn't seen anything new in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we put in Brain Drain. So we'll be in year two of the payout for Brain Drain. But we listened to what our what our consumers were telling us. And you and I had a lot of off, off-air conversations yeah, we about did. park quality, the, the age the park looked. The lack of places to sit. You, you and I both enjoy watching families walk by and just sure. having fun. So what you're going to see this year, what your listeners will really appreciate, is the return to the basic comfort creatures of, of what a park should offer families. Okay. Little things, but, I mean, they're big from an, from an investment standpoint for the company. A complete overhaul of the air conditioners in the restrooms. Okay. Now, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. The guest complaints were off the chart about how hot it was in the changing rooms and the restaurant. They said, why can't it be cooler? Well, because they were using old equipment that had never been preventatively maintained or replaced. So over the over the course of this, this off-season, we've updated those, those air handlers, replaced air conditioning units. Now... From a thrill ride perspective or a person looking for that that big billion-dollar ride, no, you're not going to see that this year. But you're going to find more places to sit in the shade. You're going to see more park benches. That's good. You're going to see more loungers around the wave pool and the Crystal Lagoon. You're going to see drink windows at the restaurants where if, if all you want is a drink and you don't want something to eat, bypass that line, go to the drink window. But you know what? Even beyond that, your comment to me was, why are there not more hydration stations? Yeah. It's Arkansas. Yeah. Well, we invested, we went out, found the best conversion for the water fountains, and we've converted them to those hydration water. stations where you can refill water bottles. So moms with kids who've packed the go bag, they've got the 14 water bottles, boom, mm-hmm. fill them up. At the hydration station, conveniently located throughout the park. Cool. That's really, really important here in Arkansas. And see, my Facebook followers are going nuts over it because you know you you can only talk to so many people via the Facebook medium. But they're right. as, they're asking those tough questions. I'm at home late at night and I, I get a DM and says, "Hey, why aren't you doing this? Or why do we have to stand in this long line? And all I want is a cup of ice." And we listened to that and we responded accordingly. Oh. Are you are you guys looking at 
and more across the park having the misters? Yes. Uh, we, we installed a couple last year on a trial basis, and they, they were very well received. Uh, as you turn the corner to go down towards the Arkansas Twister near the Boogie Blast, it's a great place for families to hang out in the shade in those loungers, watch the kids as they try to do the body surfing. Sure. So we've got misting stations there. We, we, we put in the cool zone on the back half of the park as you go towards the Plummet Summit. So locations that are ideal for those kinds of things. And then we're making sure that restaurants are open. There was there were complaints that you know we go to the park and half everything's closed. You know, well by golly, our, our general manager Jack Bateman has done an amazing job. If the park's open, the locations are open. So, well, that makes sense. It, so, <laughs> hello, do you, do you have, yeah. Do you have private contractors that come in to, to operate the restaurants, or how does that work? Well, we we, we had we had an agree, agreement with Stubby's Barbecue out of mm-hmm. Hot Springs, but with the uh, the re- renovations going on at Oaklawn this year, you know, they're, they're gonna there's gonna be about 900 contract workers working across the street from Stubby's. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna ask you to keep that thought. Got it. We got to take a break. We got to get the news in. Get you up on what's going on around the world, and we'll be back to talk further about Magic Springs. All right, let's go. Let's go back. All right, so we're talking about Navy Seals. (laughs) That's what we we were talking about. Hours for Navy Seals, couldn't we, brother? But no, uh, restaurants and operations. Right, we do. We we have Trejos Mexican restaurant inside the park. Okay, well known Mexican restaurant brand. I I Um, eat myself sick when I go to Mexican restaurants. Uh, We had Stubby's Barbecue, but because of commitments with the construction at Oakland, Chris didn't feel that he could do justice to the operation. Right, and so for this for this coming season, we've taken that restaurant back over. We've rebranded it. It's very cool. Listen to this. What they've done. It's going to be Capone's Grubbery. We're partnering with the Gangster Museum of America in downtown Hot Springs to brand it and theme it. You know, he's 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 agreed to provide us you know some donated items for cool. display, like a Thompson submachine gun. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know you used to be able to buy one of those through the yes, Sears ca- right. catalog? So can we try it out? Uh, that's what I asked him. He says he says it's still it's functional. functional. No, yeah. It's... So he's going to hang it from chains way high on the roof. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, you know, going through his museum was an amazing experience. I know we're talking about magic springs but again he's going to bring a taste of the history of hot springs mm-hmm. to the park which will be very very cool tell, tell us what kind of food that is well it's going to be comfort foods so um you, you know how you go to places you build bowls or you, you get a protein and a couple a couple veggies and and go down the line okay. so i you know there's going to be some type of uh, mac and cheese offering okay. right it's sort of like a cafeteria uh, it's style, not going to be pick a lily style cafe but the interior is already set up with a cafeteria service line. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be kind of a hybrid between a Chipotle. Okay. Right. So can you get a wrap there? Uh, I don't know. I, you, I haven't know seen. That. I haven't seen. I don't know yet. But you know, you're going to have them dressed up in zoot suits. And I stuff? hope. I hope I get invited to the sampling. You know. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> like I've, I've not missed many of those. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, but, so it's going to be um, a Chicago-style gangster eatery. An eatery. Yeah. That's very cool. That'd be a good place to. Well, you never know who you're going to rub elbows with. You know? never know. Is Meyer Lansky still around? No, he's uh, been dead for quite a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those boys killed their share of people. Yeah, probably had something to do with Capone going down as well. Probably so. New York mob did not like the Chicago mob. Not a bit. And vice versa. But the bottom line is, and I I have a lot of of history with 
with some folks from the mob because their kids went to school where I went and things of that nature. As I told you, I I lived right outside of Chicago right. for years and years and years. And uh, Sam Giancana's nephew, I went to school with him. It was so funny because we were having a problem with my wife's ex-husband. And somehow he heard about it because we were friends. We played ball together. And I get a call in the middle of the night. It's about 10 o'clock at night. And it's him. It's a kid. And he says, Dave, I hear you're having some problems. Yeah. And he says to me, well, okay. He says, "Um, I can help with that. And I said, no, man. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Have a a great night. Thank you, but no thank you. I don't want that on my conscience. It wouldn't have been on my conscience. It would have been on his docket of calling me when he needed a favor. Uh, No, I don't want anything to do anything with that. Okay. Uh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the mob is, uh, you know, I always wondered. It's only been recently that Hot Springs has embraced that. Uh, they kind of tried to say, yeah, but nah, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It was a big deal. And that's what Robert told me from the museum as part of the history, that, that no one really wanted to shine a light on it, or they didn't know how he was going to shine the light yeah. in, what, in what way. Now he's done it so tastefully. It is a part of our history. We lived it. And all he's doing now is saying, this is what it was like. It was this, is, this is what the city looked like. It was back a reality. Then. back. It, it exactly. Was, I guess it, was, it was the alcohol prohibition that, that ran that particular era of, of, of the mob system. I mean, it's like bringing the hot springs bathhouses back and, and things. It's just... That just a they're no, not glamorizing it. They're, they're just no telling the story. Though. Right. It's a no-brainer. Think about where would Chicago be today if we didn't talk? No, oh, you're bound to repeat you, it. We're bound to repeat it in the future. It, so. is, it is awfully valuable to know wh- where we've come, where, from. where we went wrong, correct, and, and learn and, from and those lessons right. and teach our children that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about. Uh, you'll be looking to, to adding uh, more more rides again absolutely are you already talking about what you want to add there's been conversations about rides or slides you know obviously my preference is more hardware more theme park rides sure uh there's nothing on the drawing board right now because we i think i teased last time we do have a major project that's going through the permitting and all right that we hope to be talking about by midsummer they, you know, there's a there's a gag order on it right now, but there's certainly something big planned for 2020 that our, our visitors are just going to go crazy. So you got to come back on my show is what you're telling me. <laughs> me? <laughs> pimp, pimp for a, a, an invitation to come back? I'm always wanting uh, you on the show. You. you know that. But yes, the, the, you know, the, we're, we're always looking ahead for growth with the park. And to that end, we're, you know, we talked about this being the year of families and, and reinventing the park and the experience. Right. We've just we've just announced Meet a Mermaid Mondays. Meet a Mermaid Mondays. Well, you told me about Ariel and the Little Mermaid, so yeah, I, I yeah. put together Meet a Mermaid Monday. So the five Mondays in July, there will be a, a, an actual mermaid at the chiller pool. Thanks to our friends with Fanciful um, Parties here uh-huh. in Little Rock. And, and seriously, when you see the tail or see the mermaid in a, in a, in a pool, uh, it reminds me of the mermaids from Wichiwachi back in the day at Silver Springs in Florida. Okay. And these these cool. are These are legitimate. A, a real swimming monofin. 
exactly. Bodysuit, put it on, and, the, and she needs assistance to get to where she's going. Yeah, that's very cool. It's a 30-pound tail. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's awesome looking. So, the, so families are going to love that. Wednesdays in July will be Wacky Wednesdays, and so we've got a different costume character for meet and greets for the little ones. We're, we're replicating the dive-in movie series, so the three final Wednesdays of the month of July, you can come see Ralph Breaks the Internet, you mm-hmm. can see How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, or the final one, which is everyone's gone crazy over, is going to be Captain Marvel. Oh, very cool. So and we've got some really great films for the dive-in movie. And the, go ahead. Go ahead. You say dive-in, so it's going to be on, a, on an inner tube? or, no, right. water, you, or It's your choice, yeah. because we, we, we show those at the wave pool. We start the afternoon with the splash dance. So there's a splash dance party in the wave pool okay. area. The park will close about 7.30, 8 o'clock. The wave pool will stay open for anyone who's in that area. And instead of the traditional drive-in, mm-hmm. it's a dive-in. Sure. So you can you can float in the inner tube. You can sit in the loungers and watch a film cool. with, with your family. Sound like fun. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. And, and then, it's proven itself already. Oh my gosh! It, we we were we were sad, but we had to give up one because we've chosen to do our fireworks spectacular on Friday, July. This 5th. is great because this this leads right into what I was going to ask him, which is okay. You've been talking about July. What's happening on the fourth? That's it. And so as not to compete with Oaklawn or the city of Hot Springs, right. they each picked their date, and so we all got together as a group. And it's my understanding Oaklawn is going on the third that the city's going to do the big lake fireworks on the 4th. Okay. And so instead of doing the Sunday that we traditionally do, June 30th just didn't make sense. Right. So we're going to be the final fireworks display on Friday, July 5th. That's cool. You know, for the people around that part of Arkansas, that's going to be a, a, big a lot of stuff going lot. on. It's a ton of stuff. And then the very next day is Mudfest. And that's that That's that. That five artist. Man, Mudfest. I love that. <laughs> So it doesn't actually have anything to do with mud. No. 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 It, it's it, it's, it's, it's bands with it, mud. It's like uh-huh. the OzFest, except the headliner is Puddle of Mud with, okay. with two Ds. Yeah. They're good, too. They're, they are good. And they're still good. I mean, it's yeah. not like that they're... They're showing age or long in the tooth or anything. But let's don't let's don't forget the other great artists. We we have got uh, Ricky Skaggs. Oh wow! We've got the Village People. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I can do it. YMCA. You you get, we we got to get him doing yeah. it for Jack. He's got to be doing YMCA. Yeah, baby. Uh, we've got Seven Dust. We've got Pop Evil. Um, oh my gosh! Um, this is it. Ninety-eight degrees. Uh, I don't think we're missing anybody else right now, are we? Oh, Eli Young Band. Okay. Not so, familiar with that. Country? Country okay. artist. That's cool. I'm not a yeah. country kid. And again, you know, there's probably one or two. If you go to magicsprings.com, look at our concert site, you can actually get a reserved seat if you want to. Okay. But folks, you don't need anything else other than a Magic Springs Seasons Pass. Go to magicsprings.com, area Kroger store, save the $10 off of the gate price, and visit before April the 28th, score that season-long parking, absolutely free, score that big sport bottle, absolutely free, Okay. refills in the park for a buck fifty as long as you're in the park with that bottle, and then you get a, a friend ticket, bring a friend ticket. And this year, here's, here's a, here, you, you always like to know 
an insider scoop, right, Dave? Yeah, I do. Right, I well, love you, hearing what's going on behind not, the scenes. Not been told anywhere else. Today's the first day. Okay. This year, there's going to be a site on their website called MyPass. With MyPass, you, once you've registered your season's pass, you can look at all the digital benefits that are on the season's pass. Because people go, well, I got a friend ticket, but I don't know if it's still there or not. Okay, go to MyPass. Yep, it's still there. It's good for one visit until November or whatever, November the 3rd. In addition, we're going to do some free friend tickets in April for like Mother's Day and other special dates. There will be lots of discounts if you're a Seasons Pass holder. So you get a couple buddies and they can get a ticket for like $19.99. Right. All they do is they look at my pass and look at when the specials are coming up. They're all listed this year, so you'll never be in doubt. You start adding up the value of I can get a, another buddy in for, for 20 bucks whenever I want. I get another buddy in during the busy concert season, and it's 30 bucks. And they, then they go, well, that's a, a $30 savings, and that's a $40 savings. And they go, oh, God. And you go to any show at Verizon Arena, right, 50 60 bucks. <laughs> For the or co- more or more for, for <laughs> the co- for the cost of one visit no. to Verizon, you get 119 days of Magic Springs, you get 27 artists, you get Halloween. We haven't even talked about the fact we're adding two extra weekends that's, to Magic that's Springs. That's coming up. That, that's com- I got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about that. We have to go sell something. And want to talk? Yeah, I got to do that. Oh. And I want to talk to you about prices this year. All right. All right. We'll do all of that. That's coming up here in a moment. It's Dave Ellswick Show, third floor house side in the Capitol. But today it's Magic Springs Day. And Michael's here to talk to you more about what's coming up at Halloween. Kind of a hollow scream kind of time. So we'll be talking about all of that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Final uh, few moments that we have for Michael here from Magic Springs. He's like the ultimate PR guy. He is. He has been. He's been doing this at uh, um, better for worse amusement parks forever. Yeah, one or two little ones. Yeah, yeah. Tell them those little ones that you should Six do. Flags for 22 years. Yeah. The official NASA Visitor Center, Magic or Space Center, Houston, for 19. You got it. And if you've never been there, why are you waiting? That's such a... Outside, you got all these rockets that you can... You can stand by an atlas for you that... Can I ride it? Or, or, yeah, you... <laughs> I, I love to try an atlas, to be honest. Have you ever wondered why we haven't gone back to the moon? We've gone once. We went with so little computing power. Now we got all this computing power. And you're going, well, it's hard. No, it's not. Not anymore. You and I remember the president's address where he said, we choose to go to the moon. That's right. Not because it's hard, because because we want to go. Yeah, because and it is hard. It is hard. That's why we choose to go. And that's what set our country apart. Yeah. The challenge was made, and we did it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, they keep talking. I guess uh, Pence said the other day, uh, in four years, we'll be back on the moon. 
Yeah. And for those people that say, why are we going back? Because we've been there, done that. We go back because of the untouched resources that are available on the moon that we can bring back here to the Earth that you can't find. And we're going to launch to Mars from there. And that's fine. And that that needs to be the proper steps. It's a staging area for deep space exploration. But what people don't realize, there are so many rare elements on the moon that are readily available and can be converted for benefits for, for Earth right now. And the whole dark side is unexplored. Yeah. yeah, you got me started. Chinese, <laughs> Chinese are on the dark side uh, here. Just a few months well, ago. Well, that or the Transformers. I don't know which. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true too. Well, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just keep waiting because if you've looked at the Aries, the the new capsule that you're getting, right. see, it's like I've been waiting all yeah. right, for this. It looks exactly like the Apollo capsule, except it's bigger. And you know why? The young engineers of this era. We're trying to get a six-man crew to the moon. Yeah. They tried and tried, and they couldn't get the aerodynamics or the rate-to-thrust ratio right. So they literally, just like out of the movies, they called the old guys in. <laughs> of course, the old guys roll in with their slide rulers. We're pretty good about that stuff. And, and you're exactly right. <laughs> they found that the design of the Apollo capsule with that curvature, Yeah. and so instead of going three abreast... They realize we can go six around. That's right. And so it it made perfect sense, and the aerodynamics and the math works. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Because this it's time, on my bucket list. I mean, I want to. I want to see the new ride they I mean, got for the surface. If John the Glenn moon. can go back at his age. You want to go? Huh? I've got. I've got some years left. I'm 63, but I. It's on my bucket list Take to go the to ride, the moon. brother. So hey, maybe we can go together. That would be cool. So, see, so I'd be four, up on it. So in four or five years, we'll be we'll be riding around in drones, and another ten years to be going to the moon. Well, I'm sitting here with an Apple Watch, mm-hmm. and I am a Dick Tracy. Wannabe, that's correct. Right? Okay. And I loved every Saturday watching Dick Tracy, and he's talking to the chief on his on his wrist. Mm-hmm. We have wrist communication, yep. so come on. Yeah, Star current, Trek. Yeah, in, in Star your, Trek. And your watch has probably 100 times the, the, the computing, computing power. power. that We had to go to the moon. Yeah. It's just like Dave said. Probably thousands of we times, had, actually. We had what, in essence, was a Commodore 64. 64. Yeah. And in now, the first trip to the moon. You look at what... We got more than a Commodore 64 on my phone. Probably right thousands here. of times yeah. with a Commodore. Thousands yeah. of times. So the bottom line is amazing. Magic okay. screen. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, what's coming up? Well, we've added two extra weekends. Okay. You remember last year we, we started opening at noon so families could have more to do in the daytime. Family fun by day and fright by night. <laughs> well, we said, all right, we stepped it up there. Let's go bigger. How do you go bigger? How do you become the scare capital of Arkansas? So we've planted the flag. We've the one hundred acre haunted house. Exactly. <laughs> we've at, we're adding two haunted experiences. We're adding two extra weekends, so it'll be eight days, September twenty eighth to November the third. And there is a little there is a little smart to that because people are saying, Well, Halloween's on the thirty first. What the heck are you doing on November the third? Look at the calendar in twenty twenty. Halloween is the final weekend of October. That's cool. Yeah. And so next year we'll be open on Halloween. That's cool. So it doesn't get that any better works. than that. Yeah. So plant the flag now. Be be the scare capital of Arkansas. 
eight days of Magic Screams, and that, again, is included with your Magic Spring season. I feel like a broken record, but if you don't tell the people now, if you're not buying that season's pass right now and taking mm-hmm. advantage of all 119 days and the free parking and the bottle and the friend and all the stuff in the summer, all the concerts and Magic Screams, you must live in Alabama because you're, miss, you're missing the point. So do you yeah. also give uh, do you have family packages as well? Well, you don't need a family package because of the deep discount. Okay. I mean, again, it's it's only $5 more than a one-day adult admission. And so to discount it anymore, become, it becomes an upside-down uh, price value risk sure. for us. Mm-hmm. And so people say, well, what about a family value? Uh, the family value is people say, well, we can't afford to buy six. Yeah, you can. You buy one this pay period, you buy one the next pay period, and you budget it out. You don't have to buy six at one time. No. Right? Absolutely. You plan for That's it. That's the way I would do it. I'd budget it out. Budget it out. We we do offer payment plans, but those those have already come and gone. So next year, if you, if that's if that's the way you want to roll, but again, on a five payment plan for six passes, it's still like buying one pass each month. So yeah. do it at, do, put it together your own way. H- handle your budgets the way you budget responsibly. Bottom line, you can do it, and you need to if you got a family. I've got people I know that uh, the the nana or the grandmother takes the grandkids to Magic Springs on a certain day every, every week. Every week. It's Nana's Day at the park. And, yeah. and we know who they are. We see them in the park when I'm walking around talking to my visitors. They're sitting by the way pool because that's she knows the kids yep, are going to play safe. right there. They'll be right in front of you. Talked about prices. Yeah. Let, let's answer that question because we're, we're, getting, yeah. we're getting right up on the we hour. We are. All right. MagicSprings.com. You can see one-day admissions. People say, where's the best value? Don't buy at the door. I mean, I'd love you to come and pay full price, but folks, come on. Let's be real. We've all got families. We all have responsibilities. Save that money. You're going to save up to $10 when you're buying online at magicsprings.com. Same with your season's passes. Don't pay full fare. You know, get that insider discount by jumping on and doing that. Um, you don't like to buy online? I respect that. Go to Kroger. Buy it at Kroger. Same same sixty four ninety nine. Don't want to buy from somebody? Go get a coupon from McDonald's. <laughs> Here we go. Last last special announcement. Okay. McDonald's is going to have a five dollar, not a five dollar discount, a five dollar child admission. Wow. You got to buy a Happy Meal. Yeah. That's really two dollars and twenty seven cents. Yeah, you're going to get a five dollar kids admission with every Happy Meal you purchase. That's valid April the sixth to May the fifth. There you go. All right, you heard it here you, first. You heard everything that's going on. He'll be back with us before the year's up, just so we can talk about what's that new big thing that's coming up at Magic Springs. Thanks so much, Michael. It's always <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. My pleasure, buddy. Hope you enjoyed coming to the Capitol. We'll take a break. We'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, I just got a notification, Blair Ellis is going to be with us on Friday. She'll be talking to us. She's the National Press Secretary at the Republican National Committee. So uh, we will talk to her, and uh, I think uh, an interesting thing to talk about with her is to talk about what's the RNC doing now as they start preparing already for next year and for the uh, the national, uh, you know, um, committee uh, 
get together that's going to happen. I think it's in North Carolina mm. next year. Convention. Yeah, the convention. Yeah, for Trump. So that's going to be interesting to see what they say about it because they're North getting ready Carolina for it now. South Carolina. I think it's in Greenville, well, isn't it? Is North the Carolina. Presidential election coming up again next year, twenty twenty. That is uh, presidential election time. So Blair Ellis will join us on Friday uh, at about 3.30-ish. Just know it's going to be in that area. And we'll talk to, to her and, and see what, what she has to say. Uh, she oversaw communications for the Digital Commerce and Consumer Protection Subcommittee and the Communications and Technology Subcommittee. And prior to that, she served as communications director to Congresswoman Renee Elmers from North Carolina. Probably a good person to have in there for the uh, uh, everything that's going to be happening in Nor- North Carolina. Before moving to D.C., she worked at the North Carolina State General Assembly as a research and press assistant to then pre- uh, Speaker of the House, Thom Tillis. So she'll join us. Uh, coming up on Friday. Here in uh, just a, uh, a few moments, we're going to talk to uh, Congressman Hill. Typically, he would be on at uh, 3.35-ish, but he's going to go early uh, because he has the, the whole dealing uh, deal coming up uh, that's going to deal with us uh, taking care of uh, his voting. He's got to vote. You know, that is his job. So uh, he's going to be talking with us here in uh, in just uh, a few moments. So we look forward to to talking uh, to the congressman. We do this every week at just about this time uh, with everybody with with them. And uh, Steve Smith got a hold of me and said we had to we had to to change some of that. So it's the way it goes. What can I tell you? It is the way it is for a congressman. With that in mind, let me remind you about uh, David Lucas. He wants you to know that you can learn the little-known strategies that could help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes with a free tax reduction analysis. Uh, You get that from David, uh, the David Lucas Financial Company, who's hosted the David Lucas Show, does that here at 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer, every Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. That free analysis will reveal the little-known strategies and loopholes that could help you save thousands of dollars in taxes with your IRA, your 401K, Social Security benefits, and more. So to get your free analysis, be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. And get your opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes and retirement. Remember that number again, 501-653-6690. Congressman Hill coming up in just a moment, but let's get our our break in early so we got plenty of time to talk to him if he happens to call us a few moments early. All right, we should be hearing from Congressman Hill any moment, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking uh, with him uh, about a tour he took uh, over the, this past weekend. Uh, he traveled to McAllen, Texas, with uh, Representative Vicente Gonzalez, a Democrat from the uh, 15th District in Texas. 
Uh, and he went for the American Congressional Exchange, which is a project of the Bipartisan Policy Institute in Washington, D.C. It's the fifth time that the uh, congressman has been to the border since he's been elected to Congress. Uh, he knows what he talks about when it comes to illegal immigration because he's been, you know, up close and personal with it. Uh, he agrees with President Obama's Homeland Security Secretary Johnson, who conceded last week that the U.S. has a crisis on the southern border. The customs team that uh, Representative Hill met with at the International Port of Entry is completely overwhelmed by thousands attempting to seek asylum in the U.S. Now, this is the way that the left tries to destroy programs. They try to overwhelm them, show you that they can't work, and uh, then make them break. They try to do it with welfare. They try to do it now on the border. This is, uh, you know, nobody in their right mind ever... Uh, thought that Medicaid would be as big as it is now, but they kept making the program bigger and bigger, and they're they're overwhelming the program. That is uh, the way they're doing it, and that that way uh, they can push for the government to have all the answers. And if the government has all the answers, they take all the power as well. That's well, and that's, so, and that's one, to of talk the, about. one of the problems with a government with socialized medicine or any socialized of anything is that we take away price, and price regulates um, supply and demand. If we don't have price, we don't have supply and demand properly regulated in the system, and so then we just end up wasting resources, and then eventually, I think we'll see where government starts um, rationing care. Yeah, well, customs agents should be, what they should be doing, searching the traffic. I'm not just talking about people in cars, by the way. Doing routine paperwork for visitors. Uh, but that, right now they're overrun with uh, asylum interviews, health checks, feeding, and caring for detainees. The whole system is backed up. I'm sure you've seen the, the pictures. You've seen the stories uh, by the left-leaning media about this. Uh, and uh, the Democrats still refuse to even admit that there's a crisis on the border and withhold funds and things of that nature. And the last uh, thing that's happening, and it's even it's it's the worst thing about this, is that children are are used as pawns uh, on a daily basis. And uh, because what we got going is immigration policies that incentivize crossing illegally with children. Now, these coyotes and others, they bring kids over, and it may not be even their own kids. They just say they are. And uh, if you cross with a child, you're going to be set free. That's the bottom line. You cross with a child, you're going to be set free. So uh, we'll talk to the congressman about what he thinks is the solution uh, to that. And uh, some uh, some points that he wants to make uh, for our listeners here uh, in Arkansas. I talked earlier, if you were at the beginning of the show, that we're breaking the law, literally breaking the law here in the state of Arkansas, if uh, we start giving in-state tuition to illegal immigrants. I don't care how long they've been here in the country. Maybe we need to talk to JR I, about you that. Know, I don't care how, how long they've been 
They've been here. I don't care how they got here. If they're not here legally, we can't offer them uh, in-state tuition and then tell a kid from Texas he's got to pay out-of-state tuition. So, um, yeah, I will talk to Jr. about yeah, that because I've got the information that I'd like for us to talk about. And, you know, I always, uh, you know, give him uh, a little heads yeah, up. You might text him about Yeah, about so the, that he can find out what the governor is really thinking about yeah, this. we'll see. You know, I mean, the governor is not happy with what's going on in Little Rock. Little Rock and Mayor Scott is just as bad as Stola was. Uh, they are working on getting... Uh, you know, uh, you know, this immigration thing set up that you have, uh, you know, cities that let Im- immigrants uh, wander around the city freely. <laughs> it's uh, you know they're doing their thing with that. They spent a hundred and eighty thousand dollars here in the last year giving illegals IDs. ID, yeah, identification cards. That's right. They're they're turning into a sanctuary city. Can I go get one of those? They got to stop cards? that. No, oh, it only applies to illegal. That's Sorry. correct. Oh. All right. So that's just that's for everybody to understand that this is going on right under your noses right now. And if you live in Little Rock, you know you're going to have a sanctuary city. I personally, I'm like Paul. I think we should have sanctuary city cities for gun owners. Yeah, we should have sanctuary, Second Amendment sanctuary cities. That would be awesome. You know, that would be cool if we could have the city of Little Rock or the city of Conway that would just tell the federal government and state government, for that matter, you know what, we are going to protect our citizens from any action by the state or the feds who want to infringe upon their right to keep and bear arms. That would be cool. Yeah, we got to see if it ever Yeah, if it ever happened. I'm not going to wait for that day in hell. That chance. This ain't going to freeze over. I'm just telling you. All right, so uh, we're waiting on the congressman to give us a call. He's uh, He's got some votes coming up. He may be casting one now, and then we'll run from the cloakroom or call us from the cloakroom, and then, uh, you know, he's, we're going to have about 10 minutes with him, and then he, he's going to be heading uh, back out to the to the floor to cast more votes. We've got things that are they're actually doing some business today. Mm-hmm. They haven't been, yeah. but today it looks like they're doing some. Uh-oh. So we got them on. We do this every week with the uh, the congressman, not not running him back and forth where he can talk to well, us. That's just, that's just kind of part of the deal, this. though. Is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Just like the representatives here, we, we can get them when they we grab when them available. when they come yeah. out, and then they and, sit uh, down and talk to us, and then we run them back in. Yeah. Like there's a representative just right across the the hallway from us, <laughs> doing having an interview, somebody else. Here's Representative Gonzalez is walking by. Yeah. And, he, and you know, we're <laughs> trying to get him to come over, and he looks yeah. at us and, and says, can't. can't right now. Yeah. I'm heading back to vote. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, they're doing their jobs, and I understand right. that. They, they've got stuff the going on. They've, they've got an agenda that's sometimes uh, the House will stay in session for... Well, it's two pages long, front and back today. And then it's, so it's 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 smaller than four pages front and back, except for the fourth page, which is just on one side. Well, and the thing is that sometimes that that doesn't necessarily tell us a whole lot because some bills don't take very much time, and sometimes you might have half a page of, half a page worth of bills that take an hour per bill, and um, so so you might who knows, and so there's. It's it's kind of hard to even get a real good guess about how long something will take unless you kind of know um, more intimately or more in depth 
what these bills are about and, and who cares about them because they're they're they can be quick bills or they can be long drawn out drawn out discussions that I agree take a long time. So we're sitting here trying to talk about important things, knowing that at any moment mm-hmm. congressman could call and we'll go back to talking about what it is that uh, you know that uh, he's been up to and it's important that we talk about that visit that he made to McAllen I really want to talk to him about it he's seen it up close and personal again like I said it's his fifth trip uh, to the border uh, I think the last two trips haven't been to McAllen they've been over in the San Diego area so he's seen it from, uh, you know, the Pacific Ocean down to the Gulf of Mexico, so, so to speak. So are they still having trouble with emergency rooms basically being shut down because of in all Sa- the, In San Diego, yes. Are they, are they because Yeah, they've got problems with their schools even. Really? Because they're not getting the adequate They get time. inundated. Well, yeah, and they don't get adequate well, that's, and from what you know, I understand, uh, money. Was, was it the courts that declared that states have to give free public schooling to illegal children? No, that's been around since the 50s. That's, that's insane. No, that's been around yeah. since the, I mean, the 50s. Why did any state actually obey that? I mean, it's uh, at the end of the day, because there's, there's no law that because requires Because even it. though you don't want to listen to the Supreme Court, everybody else think does they, because they, they don't to want to be, well, they don't want to be, be dragged into the court. Into court and well, spend a whole lot of money that they figure that they're going to lose in the end. And, and that's... Uh, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, I think the states have a duty to 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 not just bowl over and 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 just submit to to illegal activity. By well, the when it was court. first when it, they first made the decision, it was fought fought in the courts, and they lost at every junction. Well, yeah, well, I mean, and, and it's, but I, I still would like the courts. I would like the, the the lower courts and the and the states to actually fight for us. I mean, Roe v. Wade is an example of just that. The court declared illegally that um, people have a right to abort their children. That's insane. That that is that is insane. There is no reason why a local court judge has to follow that. I want the local court judge to read the Constitution for himself or herself and uphold the law. I mean, Roe v. Wade should never have been treated like law. It was a it was a single case, and and lower courts should never have have respected it as if it was required for them to throw out laws protecting unborn children. Well, I'll be honest with you, Paul. Yeah. I wish that our court system would pay attention. I wish they to would. what you said, but they're not. No, they're not. Unfortunately, and although, the, although I, and the law of the land has been slowly chipped away at as far as Roe v. Wade, and but I, and I we think, haven't won the ultimate verdict. Right, yet. we haven't. And I think I think part of that is that we need some legislators who are willing to, to, to actually put some put some teeth behind some of the laws that they that they pass and and take some of the power back from the judicial branch because they have the power to do it if they if they will do it. It's just a lack of willingness on their part. And I've, I've talked to a few legislators, and they would like to see it done. All right. It's, just just it's let me stuff. get back to yeah. what, about Congressman Hill again. Representative Hill has introduced legislation to transfer nearly 140 acres of land at Camp Robinson to the Arkansas Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, the land conveyance will facilitate expansion of the Arkansas State Veterans Cemetery in North Little Rock. 
Expanding the uh, cemetery ensures that we can continue to honor veterans and their families with fitting tributes that memorialize their service to our country. The lands uh, transfer to the Arkansas State Veterans Cemetery at North Little Rock will enable continuation of first burials beyond 2045 when the current cemetery is predicted to reach capacity. Rather than developing an additional cemetery in central Arkansas, the land conveyance provides an expansion opportunity, which will be a more cost-efficient alternative for the ADVA. So with that, that's, that's a good move by the congressman. Glad to see that he was able to do that. And uh, looking at the time, we're running closer to the bottom of the hour. Uh, he may be end up calling us after, maybe closer to the normal doing. time yeah. where we're shooting for. But, uh, you know, we just got to wait for, for him to call us. I mean, it's not... We, we talk, and it says that, uh, let's see, I just got, that he's finishing up a meeting now. We'll give you a call shortly. And that was at 323. It's now 327. If he calls at 329, <laughs> Russ, you're going to have to just tell him that we can't go until 335, and I won't hold him longer than 10 minutes. How's that sound, brother? All right. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Let him know. Uh, so we're, we're trying to make this, this work because uh, there's things about the China deal that's going on, the trade deal. See what the uh, congressman has for us on that if we have time. But He is here. Very. You know, he's here right now? Okay. Yes, sir. So he's, he's calling right now. If he's on the line, let's, let's get him. Can we blow out the bottom line there, the bottom uh, news, Russ? Is that possible? We'll do. All right. Good. We've blown out the bottom news there, Congressman, so we won't be interrupted for about five or eight minutes. How's that? That's great, and uh, I'm glad to be with you. Sorry I'm a minute late. It's just one of those days. <laughs> it's just one of those days, and you know what? You keep on doing your work. We're, we're all about that. So you were down in McAllen, Texas here over the last weekend. What what did you see there that you you haven't seen in the la- the other four times you've been down there? Yeah, great question because this was the fifth trip down to the to the uh, border. The first time down in the lower Rio Grande Valley where all the agriculture is. Two things: one, the Rio Grande River there is very broad between the levees, so you have a lot of business and agriculture activity down in the river between the levee on the south and the north. So that makes it harder to design uh, border security barriers, you know, because of flooding and because of industrial use inside the levee system. So that was one thing I hadn't seen before and uh, brought up some impressive challenges, I think. But secondly is this uh, horrible situation. I went to the uh, processing center built during the Obama administration in an old Walmart store that's built to house 1,500 people temporarily. And one day last week, they had 2,500 people jammed in this building. And this is where these families are going after they claim asylum in the United States. They get their paperwork, and they are processed through this uh, facility. And normally, they would go to a DHS place to take care of the kids and take care of the families, but they're just being released into the United States now because there is no capacity. 
All right, so so with that in mind, uh, Johnson came out, the former uh, Homeland Security Secretary for Obama. Yeah, he's one of the first high-ranking uh, Democrats that I've heard said, hey, we got a crisis here. I mean, does that help break maybe a little bit of the lock on the Democratic Party who is saying that we don't have a crisis? I hope so. Jay Johnson's right. He joined with uh, Secretary Nielsen to point out it's a crisis. And what we need to do is we need contractors down there to perform these caregiving tasks in monitoring these families, getting them processed, getting them uh, in a position to be helped, and let the people in a blue uniform run the customs operation. We're not paying any attention to the $9 billion a year in trade going through the McAllen port because these guys are all in the office running a, I mean, I hate to say this, this isn't meant to be callous, but they're running a daycare center. Uh, in their offices instead of monitoring the traffic, processing visa applications. Uh, and uh, so we need non-uniform people to help do this work. And the same for the Border Patrol, which is out there. Uh, instead of patrolling, they're basically running a shuttle service back to this detention. Hmm. All right, so is the, 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 the coyotes are... Are they using children to get other people into our country uh, that might be caught at the border, but because of, there's a kid involved, uh, it incentivizes uh, being able to get in illegally? Yes. Uh, these people are coming in and claiming asylum not only at the port of entry, but also in between the port of entry. And I met with the uh, consul general from El Salvador, she told me that the typical coyote was getting $8,500 a family to bring these wow. people to the border. And then they, they just walk across and present themselves. I mean, they're looking for Border Patrol. Wow. I came, across, I came across one group of 10 and one group of 8 uh, who, as we drove up in a Border, a border Patrol vehicle, uh, just introduced themselves and, uh, you know, arranged for a pickup. To be processed, and then they're just because it's kids; they can't, they don't have any place to put the kids. They're just released into the country. Correct. And uh, the sister Norma, who runs Catholic Charities in McAllen, you may have seen her on Fox and Friends this morning. Uh, she says, "Look, I mean, ninety-nine percent of the people that are processed through her facility, and what she does is once they're turned over to her from." The Border Patrol, since there is no DHS process, she's buying them a bus ticket and putting them on the bus to their location in the United States. And she says 99% uh, of them have a relative or friend in the U.S. that they're being released to. And this is where, as you've said before, and you and I have talked many times, this is where they're supposed to then present themselves. Uh, for mm -hmm. a future detention here. I mean, a deportation. So, and so so they just basically, at that point, uh, you know, vaporize, for a better word, into the populace. And uh, we've got to hope that somewhere along the line, we catch them. Right. And, you know, you're, well, that they show up. That would be the yeah. ideal next step for them. But, you know, we've released 125,000 people since January into the population. Uh in this uh, uh, in this process, 
So, so what's it go- uh, what's it going to take to convince the Democrats to finally say, yeah, this is uh, this is a problem? I mean, get you know, take take President Trump and say he's not president anymore. Is that what it's going to take? Well, two things. One, in the appropriations compromise, where we got the 55 additional miles of border fencing, we got the additional x-ray screening for the ports of entry, which we did across the major ports of entry. There was also uh, a couple hundred million dollars of, quote, humanitarian support. That's the money where I believe we should spend it by hiring contractors. I guess there will be more contractors that Ocasio-Cortez will complain about since she is alleged that they're like running concentration camps. But we need uh, these contractors to allow our green uniform and blue uniform people to go back to their core mission, which is commerce, in the case of customs, and it's uh, border patrol for criminals, people who are MS-13 gang members or drug traffickers uh, along the border. Uh, because we are, uh, when it, it is a crisis, and when you read in the paper that the people in McAllen are overwhelmed, including the city of McAllen, it's a factual statement. All right, final question for you. I'll let you get back to work there. I want to change subjects. I want to talk about China. What's going on with the trade deal? You, in, in your information that I saw from your, uh, your office, it seems that you seem to be pretty doggone uh, positive. <clears throat> that something good is going to happen? Well, I think they're having... I talked to Larry Kudlow yesterday. He described it as they're making steady progress. Uh, Mnuchin told the local press here that talks have been constructive. The vice premier is back in D.C. today. This is probably the fourth week of negotiations. But my marker is this. We need structural change by the Chinese. A, A deal where they just simply buy more... Uh, American agricultural products or let J.P. Morgan open up a bank in Shanghai is not good enough for me. If we're going to go to this much trouble and Donald Trump is going to stake this much reputation on the line, he needs to get some structural changes that benefit not only America but obviously our other free market economies. What what would be the the number one structural change you'd want to see? Number one would be definitely market access, where Americans can go into China, do business without having to set up a Chinese company and give all their technology away to the Chinese company. Right. Number two, that China changes its law on intellectual intellectual property protections and that they enforce that law and that we know they're enforcing it and that we can take them to task. Uh, Number three that the state-owned enterprises are not given subsidies to dump products into the United States, like steel, for example. Those are all state-run, Chinese-owned, communist-owned corporations that are dumping steel on the open market that have created this crisis in uh, uh, the steel industry around the world. So those kinds of structural changes, non-tariff barriers, And then if we agree on changing tariffs, where they let products in at lower tariffs, well, that's fantastic. But I just don't think they can get away with saying, well, we're going to buy so many million bushels of soybeans or we're going to uh, buy so many American cars and that kind of thing. All right. You put some legislation up transferring 140 acres of land to Camp Robinson to the veterans, uh, for, to Department of Veterans Affairs to help with the Arkansas Veterans Cemetery in North Little Rock. Looks like a great solution to me. 
It's good. I appreciate John Bozeman and Tom Cotton and our whole delegation working together on this. This is a transfer of land from the guard at Camp Robinson over to the Veterans uh, Cemetery folks run by the state of Arkansas. It's a beautiful place, and it's an, always an honor to be there to recognize those who've passed on that wore the uniform. So this will give us more expansion acreage for our our military funerals. All right. We appreciate you, Congressman. I'll let you get back to work. Appreciate you being with us today. Thank you very much. Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He does this weekly. Sometimes we talk for a half hour. Sometimes we talk 10 or 11 minutes. That time was one of the 10 or 11 minute ones. But you heard a lot of stuff in that 10 or 11 minutes of what the congressman has been working on and what's going on in Washington, D.C. Let's go ahead and get our break in. We're going to have an, ex- an extended break because we've got to make up for what we lost at the bottom of the hour. I'll turn it back over. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, our thanks to Congressman French Hill for calling in from D.C. and bringing us up to date on what's going on in Washington, D.C. about illegal immigration, what's happening on the border. He was just there over the weekend and uh, not a pretty picture that he painted for us at all. Uh, the processing center there holds 1,500 people. And uh, last weekend they had 2,500 people there. And most of the, the families that are coming across the border now, uh, they're looking for the, uh, the border agents and turning themselves in and as families. And they're given uh, information about where they're supposed to appear in front of a judge, and then they're supposed to appear. And they're trying they, to loosen. They don't have any way of taking care of them. Well. Because the Democrats refuse to say that it's a... Uh, you know that we're we're in a crisis on the border. So are they not really vetting them at all? Then they're just kind of that's bottom line. Hmm. It's a family. They they have well, no place to put the children. Do they not even check them for diseases and things like that? Or, or I'm sure much, they give them a is... close once over. You know, but hmm. the bottom line is because the Democrats are so damn stupid uh, that they're doing whatever they can to make anything that the president is trying to do on the border that would help the situation, that they're trying to sort, uh, short-circuit it. Look, they, they say it's not even a crisis on the border. They know that they're lying. They know that they're being disingenuous. They know that they're destroying America as we know it, and they don't care because they want the White House and they want the Senate. That's exact. I'm just telling you the truth. That's the plain truth about the matter. The Democrats and the ones that are even here in this house. House that are in Arkansas are complicit with it. Well, they, they love big government. They like the kind of government that subdues us, that actually actually overpowers us. They are a war on America in, in, in effect themselves. Look, we can't get the, the, the Democrats in the House or the Senate to do anything about illegal immigration. They'll support the people that are right here, that are Democrats and running the city of, uh, of Little Rock, trying to make it into a sanctuary city. They don't care. I've been telling you, they spent $180,000 last year. Val Val Emmons is here. She's slumming, and she came came by to see me. Uh, But the the bottom line is is that they spent $180,000 on the illegal IDs last year. That is working towards a sanctuary city. Now, what are they doing here in this house to stop that crap? When 16-year-olds get an illegal ID... Don't they take it away from them? Yeah. So, so if the city, if the city of Little Rock is passing IDs for illegals, how is that any different from the sixteen and seventeen year olds that are getting 
illegal IDs. You're good, but and how do you even know illegal. who they are to give them a name anyway? I mean, can I just go up to the? Do you have city? ID? Do can they I have ID with them to, to get this? How do they even get this? How Where do they, they even know the who they are? Just like, go in I have to give just... the documentation that I have to bring my birth certificate, uh, proof of where I live, what all these things to get a driver's license. I'm going to show you again. So what you're telling exactly. That's my point. So how are they even getting any kind of? They believe anything they say. Can I just go? Oh, that tear you see by my. But that's not okay for Americans. That tear for me near my eye. You know, everybody knows that means you killed somebody. Oh, yeah. All right. Really? But that tear that's in your eye, that's just me crying for my family back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. All the right. ones that I probably killed. Most ignorant thing I've ever heard. And, and don't, be able, don't be out there questioning them or anything like that because you just drive them into the shadows. Look, I don't have a problem with people coming here. I never have. I do if but it's illegally. Illegally, yes. Why don't they do it the right way? If they really want to be here in this great country that we live in, because why the don't dem- they do it the legally? The Democrats screwed they it up it for that, too. Yeah. Yeah, the system the system needs to be simplified and sped it up. It does, and, and we need. I think that system is, is ten thousand dollars to just start an application to get here. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy. But the thing is, in pesos. How much is that American dollar? No, no I'm idea. saying oh. it's ten thousand American dollars. I don't know how yeah, much that is. It used to be know. like a thousand dollars or six thousand pesos or something it's, like that. That's it's just crazy. It, it's Look sad. At, check your phone on that. What's a peso? Um, what's a, what's a, a peso? Uh, how many pesos makes a thousand dollars? It's just saying. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll I find never out what, how 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 it uh, breaks down. But the bottom line is, and I've talked about it. I've been talking about it for a long time. Nobody's paying attention. I've been asking the governor's office about it. He didn't. He doesn't seem to be paying much attention to it. So uh, when are we going to stop the sanctuary cities? All right, a thousand dollars is. 20,000 Mexico pesos. So about 20 to 1. So. It's a lot more than it used to be. That's crazy. And you know that they don't get paid like we do here over there. That's why they come here. So how long would it take for a person to save up to just even start the process of becoming a citizen? Well, we just heard from the congressman. uh, For a family of four coming across the board, $8,500. Wow. That's 160000 plus pesos. Do you know if you don't have a certain amount of money in Canada, they won't even let you cross the border? Yeah. Most countries are that way. you got to prove that you can but take can, care of yourself. Right. But we're saying, come on over. We'll take care of you. Yeah. We'll, but we won't take care of our own people. We'll just take care of you. Yeah. Well, you. I just say this much. If you're coming over here, you better be ready to you know, live with 30 other people in a, a house made for four. <laughs> The way it way it goes. What can I say? But I'm they swap really, out. They work I'm different gonna, shifts. I'm going to start banging the drum really, really loudly uh, about what uh, they're doing here in the state of Arkansas. Well, let me tell you something. As far Dave. as Little Rock and up in Fayetteville and places like that. When I had uh, stop. a show on the other network, okay, that we were on. Yes, I. It was the Crime Chronicle. I went for a ride along just with the Pulaski County. Uh, sheriff deputy, just to see a drunk. We it's were, an eye opener, isn't it? Yes, it will, and it was for Christmas. You know, drinking and driving, Christmas, yeah, sure. uh, New Year's, and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't have any incidents ex- until the end of the night when we were going back to the station, and a man was coming down the highway the, the wrong, wrong way. way. Yes, 
He ended up being an illegal. Yeah, didn't have probably didn't have a license. Tried to run. Yeah. He had like three licenses. And I asked him, I said, What's gonna happen to, to this guy? Nothing. He was like, Nothing. They're let him go. <laughs> I'm like Okay, so the car is not in his name. You don't know his name, really, because no. he's got three different IDs here. You have no idea where he lives. He says he lives around the corner, but you don't know where he lives. And so you're going to let this guy go in three days, and he's going to kill somebody. I wouldn't doubt if that guy's out killing somebody so, now, so drunk and driving. He was yeah, drinking he was and driving. Yeah. Yes, he was so intoxicated. Well, I rode with Saline County Police a few years ago, and uh, we went out on the interstate. State police had stopped... Uh, a Mexican tour bus, and uh, they were running the dogs, running the dogs definitely hit on the bus, and they pour, pulled out four suitcases, uh, two of which were filled with money, the other two which were full of marijuana. Mm. And uh, they, they took everybody over into a parking lot, and they were going to question everybody, and I had the same question, what's going to happen, talking to the state police? Probably not a lot. I mean that's that's just uh, the way it is now. It's it's absolutely insane. People look the wrong. People look in the other direction for the wrong reasons anymore. Well, ICE I, won't even show up. Right, I know. They, they and, and now of course now AOC what? would say, "Well, yeah, those we need abolish ICE. You need to get rid of them guys. Yeah, they're bad guys. Are you kidding me? Those are the people that protect us. Yeah." In they this do. country, they're the people that are on the border. Those are the people, not our guys that are over in other countries, protectionists, but ICE. Those are the guys that are here on the border protecting us. We owe them just as much gratitude as we do the guys in the other countries fighting for us. Yeah. Because they're here fighting against these killers yeah. that are coming across the border every day, and every minute, and every they're second. they're doing more than just going after illegals. They're exactly. going after drug dealers. They're going after a lot of different They're seeing people. these poor babies come across yeah. and, and, and have to... <laughs> I, I can't even imagine being that guy, you know, the one, I don't remember, the, the, the supervisor that watched, had to deal with that one child dying yeah. because of a parent's choice to bring them across the border. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that is not ISIS's fault. That is that parent's fault. That parent was irresponsible in bringing that child who obviously was not up to that well, across the border. Well, it was great. Border Patrol yesterday, a family of uh, three... We're trying to swim the Rio Grande, and you know that's not just a mud hole. All now right? that's and desperation. That's a that's a, a, a free flowing river at times. I mean, really flowing. And uh, he he rescued them from drowning. They well, were going under the third time. You see, now that is up. desperation, though, Dave. Yeah. I mean, I know it's illegal, and you're trying to get away, but that right there, that speaks desperation to me. Yep. Coming over and saying, "Hey, here I am. Take me in. Give me my date." That's not desperation. Yeah, well, that's I don't want to do it the right way. They so. just went. They just came across. They paid the eighty five hundred dollars, and they got him across. Right. The coyote was they, there and said, "Go talk to the border patrols right there." <laughs> that's what we heard it. That's, well, what, that's and, what the congressman's telling us. Do you know? About. I know. I've, I've spoke to some folks that have been here for a minute that are, are uh, that were not illegals, mm-hmm. but they got their citizenship. But they said that they didn't know people who had gotten stuff from the coyotes they thought that the, it was legal oh, yeah. they paid all this money and they got social security cards and all these things and they thought that they were they thought that they were American legal citizen. exactly American. and that's not the case and that also needs to be cracked down on well, 
pitch. It's like fake it's news on fake, uh, Facebook. I mean, it's it's the same thing. You're giving these people like, like fake information and taking their money, and then they get over here and they think they're legal, and now they're illegal, and they get caught, and they get you know. I mean, that's that's horrible. Well, that's why. You go through the embassy. You right. don't go through some guy that's down on the border in a in a waiting camp, and everybody's paying, and you're sitting around an open fire outside trying to stay warm. Right. Just crazy. It's crazy. It can be changed, but both parties have to want to change it. One party is willing to change it. The other party doesn't want to even say it's happening. Because they think they're going to get those votes when yeah. they are made legal well, to that's, vote. That's, exa- that's exactly that's right. That's why they've always had that's FDR and the New it. Deal. That's why they've always given subsidies and entitlements is to get the vote. They're buying the vote with the people's money. All right. So you tell me, why? You, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm about to go to the uh, marijuana Medical Marijuana Commission meeting here in Okay. What's, what's of interest to you? Um, to interest me is the... The transportation aspect of it, how it's going to be transport, how it is going to be legal to transport it from place to place. Being that there's it only, it won't be. Well, it's, it's, they they have. It's always they're, illegal. They're laying it all. They're well, federally, no, it's not legal. Yeah, but they're laying it all out today for everyone. Um, how it's going to be monitored or you know reviewed and all the and and you'll be able to be legally driving this stuff around because think about it there's only 32 dispensaries yeah across the whole state State, right and for one there's not even one in jonesboro which i knew that would happen because that's a bible belt anyway not not that that's a bad thing but i'm saying they won't even they just got a red lobster like how many years ago like five years ago to serve alcohol it was always the 501 club or you know and um just they wanted they didn't not that long since uh conway had a outback that Finally, was serving booze. Oh, you they still have to sign the membership books in Jonesboro. They they yeah. they all like Outback. When you go to Outback, they have a membership book. You have to buy a five dollar membership. And go, yeah, so I knew it. that that wouldn't happen there. So the thing about it is, is there's going to be a lot of need for people to to get that the medical marijuana that they need. So they're going to have to get a um, special transportation system for moving it around. Yeah, because that's it, why I'm going to have a group of vans with big so marijuana are leaves. They, on. Are they going to have to keep it? Stop off the, taking my plan, Dave. Are, are they going to have to keep it off the high, the federal highways? I don't know. That's why I'm going. That's where she's going. All right, let's take. I got to get a break in. Duck and Joe are here. They're ready to go. I'll find out about my car from Joe here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Four o'clock in Little Rock. I can't believe that, man. Seems It feels like we just started the show. We've had a lot of uh, good information for you today. Good, the folks from Magic Springs came by in the first hour. Did you get us in free con- passes? No. Congressman came. You know what I got? I didn't even get free passes. I got a new water bottle from Magic mm. Springs. That's what they brought me. At least that's what they told me they brought me. Well, they have refill stations there. Huh? I guess so, yeah. $1. fifty. What, what do you think the odds are we could do a, a, a live from Magic Springs. I can talk on uh, Saturday. That, that I, might be kind of fun. I, I can talk to uh, to Lynn and have her talk to Mike, and we'll on see Saturdays. if we can make it work out. And maybe do oh, some. You want to go do it to car and truck doctors you on know, Saturday? Okay. <laughs> as far as so you bring all the grandkids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets to get in free for the day. Well, we'll have to we'll have that, to check it that, out. That might be fun. We can and we can. I'd we can like to do I'd some like reviews do, on some of their rides. Let's do it like Chris Tomlin. When he comes Maybe in. we can do that. Tomlin's coming in. I still don't believe that they're going to have the necessary room for the people that are going to show up for Chris Tomlin. The last time he performed at Verizon, 
13,000 people showed up. Is their area big enough for 13,000? Mike was pretty sure they could handle it. I bet they maybe could handle that much. But You may not be able to sit. (laughs) You might have to stand. But... Maybe maybe that would be a good day for us to come in. Maybe we can get an interview with him. Yeah, well, I would be, be shooting fun. to have Chris yeah. Tomlin on. All right, we'll take a break and, uh, and talk about that another time. Yeah. Well, i got to talk cars here. Yeah. All right, Joe, let's talk about fuel injectors. And, Duck, you join in, in on this. because Dave, uh, we got it figured out. What's wrong with you? That's, yeah. You're buying cheap gas. i got, I got a fuel <laughs> injector that went bad. That's what Did I've you, been told. There's some cheap gas here in Arkansas somewhere. That's Everywhere. What, that's, yeah. what, that's what I was told. Joe was just sat down, and I had the car over there. I thought it was the uh, the I catalytic converter, converters had stopped up and was making the car run bad. And now I find that, as happened about a year ago, maybe a little longer. About two years, two yeah, years about two ago. Two years ago. We had a... Um, we had one of those stick open, and that's what screwed up the catalytic converter. Get them every time. And uh, filled it up with fuel and covered mm-hmm. up all those precious metals that are in there. And uh, I thought we had to put new catalytic converters, and that doesn't look like the problem. Looks like it. You guys put the computer on it, and it said the injectors were screwing up again, or one was screwing oh, up. Oh, you, you can see it on the uh, freeze frame data. Okay. What's yeah. running wide open? Oh, yeah, stuck open. Uh, so the, what, so what the, is that? What do you? Well, on your on your vehicle, it's a direct injected engine, which means yeah. it's got a high pressure fuel pump on it, and and those injectors, I don't know, the high pressure pumps were about fifteen hundred pound of pressure. Yeah, and so, on top of that, it it's, it's it has twelve volts going to it all the time, then it pulses the ground. Okay, the ground is what it tells it how long to turn on to stay open and put fuel out. All right, depending on how heavy your foot is. Here's what I know. My fuel economy went went from 24 miles per gallon to 13. Quickly. Yes, very fast. Well, it was sticking, and uh, it's 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 broke loose right now. But we're going to put a new injector in it just just for safety's sake, so it doesn't happen again. Okay, so, a lot cheaper than a catalytic converter. <laughs> well, yeah, it is very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I'm I'm excited about that part of it. I'll take a fuel injector yeah. over a catalytic yeah. converter, and I got three of them on my car. You got three converters on there now. You know, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna it ain't gonna fix the converters that were damaged the first time this happened, but. Uh, as long as the exhaust not restricted, it's you can drive it like that, Dave. You can put up with the light. I've been doing that for two years. I know. Black electrical tape. But I don't say <laughs> if, if you're with the EPA, disregard everything I just you said. You hear nothing we said. Huh? <laughs> so can you cl- you misunderstood? So, so what happens with a, with a catalytic converter when it gets plugged up? Does it just get full of soot or no, or ash or what it actually it? melts down the bath oh, inside? Really? They're, they're like honeycombs uh-huh. inside them, and air flows to them. They're actually a catalyst, mm-hmm. and that hot air going through there heats them up, and then the unburned fuel fuels okay. the catalyst, so Correct. it gets hotter and hotter. They get twelve, fifteen hundred degrees. Oh, so they kind yeah, of, and. And, you know, you take a decent one, when it goes into regen, mm-hmm. it can heat up to 2,600 degrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically your vehicle's on fire. Yeah. it's I've, I've seen them glow cherry red. Yeah. Well, they tell you, do not do it on grass and do not do it on, on asphalt. Asphalt? Yes. You set one on fire and melt the other. Yep. And if you got a Dodge truck and it has a spare tar up under the back, uh-oh, lower take the spare tar. I know for a fact. It, ain't, it ain't no mess. Blow a hole in it. You mean when you're when you're sitting there regening? Yes. Mm-hmm. When I when you're force regen, not when you're just jetting running down the road. Oh, okay, because there's force enough airflow going yeah. over it. That's good. But when it's still, still, still and I'm force genning it, yeah, it tells you to lower the, the spare, spare tar, tar and move it. Wow. 
because I blew one up one time. Oh, boy. You know, most things we learn in this business are... Hard knocks. That's it. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. We need to figure it out. <laughs> I had it sitting outside, and when it went off, I went running to the door, oh, and all you could well, see was a big cloud of well, smoke. You get a, a three-quarter ton truck tire, and they're sitting at 80 PSI or whatever yeah. it is, and they blow hard. And yeah, it sounds like a shotgun. I bet. But mm. but it shook all the dust loose on it. It looked like a you know, <laughs> mud, mud and yeah. dust. <laughs> I went running out there and I thought, oh, God, this guy's truck's blowed up. Yeah. Well, lucky it didn't but blow went, a hole in the gas tank but and the then ignite of, the gas on it. But the thing about it, Dave, I never figured out what happened. So I, I went ahead and regened it, sent it, on, and called a guy, and he come picked it up. Well, about a month later, he had a flat. <laughs> And he went to get the spare tar out from under. Oh, you you didn't really you didn't realize it blew the spare. I never you, knew what happened. You to heard it, to the noise, but you never you thought it might have just been a backfire. Or? I thought the exhaust popped real loud. And so he just he said, <laughs> he, he, the funniest thing happened. He called me and he said, "Hey, I need to come by and show you something." And I said, "All right, come on by." So he comes by, and kicks his tar off. He'd put a new one on it. And he yeah. kicks his tar off. He said, "You got any idea what caused this?" <laughs> I said. You Whoops. drug it down the road. I thought he had took it off the truck. I didn't realize he took it off the spare. <laughs> and I said, well, it looked to me like you set it on far in the yard. <laughs> and that's uh, when it dawned on me. Oh, oh no. no yeah. I know what happened. You, and then you explained it to him? I did. And he he was fine with it. He was just uh, he was trying to figure out how his truck burnt that tar off without burning the truck wow. I, don't, I guess when it when it exploded it blew it out that's all I'll say yeah. I can figure I saw one the other day Doug his gas burner and they had put a uh, little performance muffler on it mm-hmm. instead of running the pipe out they run it back there and they run two of them they cut them off right over the back side of the uh, rear differential uh oh and one of them was aiming over towards the spare tire <laughs> and it had all the rubber cooked off one side of it and it had no tread on it <laughs> I told that guy, I said, well, you know, two things going on here. One, the exhaust doesn't go back far enough. And said, number two, it's done melted your spare tire. <laughs> this is a gas burner, you know. And the guy said, do what? Poof. Said, well, come down here and I'll show you. Come down here and looked at me. He said, that's my son. I said, okay. <laughs> now we know who's going to get chewed out when he yeah. gets home this evening. <laughs> well, what about this guy down in South Arkansas? That the truck, the, the he had, they had done brakes on it or something or other. And the wheel bearing, and the wheel cell went out on it, set it on fire, and he was carrying ammonia nitrate. You ain't seen that, Dave? No. Yeah, oh, 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 That's what oh, that truck blew up over. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to put it out, and it He's killed him. He's dead. Him. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you know what? The, I was I was looking at the 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 log, you know, where he called 911. He called 911 at 638. I'm in town. My truck's on fire. I'm loading ammonia nitrate. He said, I'm going out of town. And there was a guy sitting there that had stopped to help him. Yeah. And the guy said, he was sitting there talking, and the, and the guy told him, said, it's going to blow up. And said, next thing he knows, he's standing back at the truck by the time it blew up. Not me. I'd have found me a covered crawled up in. <laughs> you bet. I separated myself as far as I could from that truck. Well, I can't run, but I'd have been hobbling. <laughs> yeah, well, I can well, still run, and I so probably was, could have kicked it up a few more notches. So that was sure. fear. So that was actually caused by a, a bearing overheating. Uh, a wheel cell went out a wheel set seal. The, and set the brakes, set the grease on fire. Oh, grease got and the brakes. And once it got the grease the, on fire and the brakes, it then it set started. the tire on fire. And once it set it on fire, then wow. it was all over with. Yeah. They said they have found pieces of that truck. A long ways off. You know. Two or three, four hundred yards away. Well, they, I can imagine. I said it broke a mirror building in Oklahoma City is all you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's a lot Basically, of power there. And, and this was a trailer truck load of that stuff. Wow. 
you know. But I didn't, it, I didn't think that it was very easy to set that stuff off. Well, but when you got something burning, yeah, and it's, it's sitting there right underneath the bottom of that trailer, All right? Hmm. You know. Well, you have to understand that leaking grease and brakes getting hot right. is what ignited this. Now, right. once you get grease lit, yeah, you can't put it out. Heat well, same thing with the brake fluid and the brake system. That's and all the too. rubber products, yeah. you know, they've had, what, a tire plant or a tire disposal place on fire here in Arkansas oh, really? for, what, three years? And they <laughs> a couldn't long put it time. Out? Yeah. So yeah, that stuff's hard to put out. That, you know, and, and once that grease got, you know, got to burning good and, and the stuff started coming out of the brake shoes, and, mm-hmm. and then when it set the tire on fire, yeah. Yeah, you, tire, you ain't going to put it out. pretty good. Well, yeah. well, they said he shot two fire extinguishers on it, you know. Wow. Uh, still but, wasn't enough. But, wow. you know, they got a little a two-pound fire extinguisher in the right. truck, so. But usually you think that'd be enough, but I don't know. But wow. you know, but I would I never would have went back though. Put as much distance between me and that truck well, as was possible in the run amount of time I had left. Yeah. Well, I would have run it off in the ditch and jumped out. You see out, that hole that he made in the yeah. middle of that road? Wow. Well, I, you know, wow. I, I would have thought that it would have taken some type of explosion to set off ammonium nitrite. Because generally, I think with explosion explosives, you you can't set them off just by setting them on fire. But wow! I guess the heat got enough on these, Maybe and, so. uh, and they, he was going. I think he was going to the missile place down at Camden. I wonder. You know, I wonder if it could have been that tire popping that could have. I wonder if that could have been that a could have big set enough, it off. A big enough pop to set so it they, off. They make a loud noise when they blow out like that. Well, and, and that's very possibility. Or do you think he had those little super singles that are? No, nope, no, he had, he had regular on. tires on. Yeah. That, but those they're, those are sitting at 120 psi sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, most of them 110. 110. But that'll pop hard. Oh yeah, yeah. It it'll. It'll it'll make you take off running. (laughs) All right. Let's get the first break here. And when we come back, I want to talk about fuel injection some more. Okay. Because can you get get a dirty fuel? (laughs) I'm just wondering. Well, I've had my car act weird. We had it. I I called you when it was happening on the road, and then it cleared up. Uh, But we'll talk about fuel injection. Can you know when your fuel injection is going out? Does it give you any hint? We'll talk about that when we come back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's talk about bumper to bumper. So I'm, I'm going to take it that you're going to pick up uh, or you've already ordered the fuel injector from bumper to bumper. Yeah, yeah. Going, he's already working on putting it in, Dave. Okay, they're yeah. taking care of it. So. Yep. See, that's why I like it. Look, he call, he called bumper to bumper, send it out. He, this is not it. just me. This happens for everybody. Yep. It's quick. And it's efficient, and it's really efficient for Joe and Duck because they use so many bumper-to-bumper parts that they got their own, like, hotline to the bumper-to-bumper suppliers, do you not? Yeah, that's the AC Delco injector we're going to put in there, and uh, it'll fix it, Dave. I just need to start it in the morning cold and, and make and run it through its paces, make sure everything's all right, look at fuel I'm trends. excited. Make sure everything's warm up like it's, you know, like it's going to and make sure it's in operating range. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, driving around in that... Acadia is a whole lot better than that that uh, Skion or whatever it's called. Skion, Skion. That thing is it. it it's not. It'd be a great secondary car if you're just using it to run to Walmart and stuff like that. I'm telling you, driving down the expressway, I get just a little bit of nervous mm-hmm. when trucks are passing. I can own you a Mustang. I, I look like a little person. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to fight with your wife. Oh no, she won't. She'll she'll let you borrow it, Dave. <laughs> okay. Now, me or Joe one? Eh, it might be a different story. Yeah. All right. So, talk about bumper to bumper. I mean, when you call in and you want, um, well, Dave, we don't actually call them. Okay. We order our parts online through uh, direct link. Oh, to so them. it's even faster. That and it's exported over to our ROs automatically, and. Uh, 
that's the way we order parts. Phone system is seldom used, but uh, their uh, their services bar none. They get it there as quick as they can. You can actually, when you order a part, you can put in there urgent, and they'll get it to you as quick as they can. They got a new program out. Uh, we're we're testing it right now, Duck. I don't know if the rest of the folks out there got it, but no, they've been telling me about it, but I ain't. It's coming. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know we it's got it on one computer at the shop, and and it's working pretty good. It's got a few little quirks here and there, but we're reporting them and they're correcting on it. So, okay. but uh, bumper to bumper, as far as uh, parts are, they got the best parts, the best price, and best service, right, Doc? Yep. And, and another thing too, Joe, they got a warehouse over there that is full. I'm telling, it's big as this capital probably, and it is full. I know it's big, <clears throat> no doubt about that, and can hold a lot of parts and. I guess they sit and look at SKU numbers, figuring out which parts yes. they send out the most, and then they keep and, replacing those faster and, than other ones. And not only that, Dave, but if if we call over and say, hey, we need this, and this is something that's just started showing up, once they see that they've had two missed sales, they put it in the warehouse. So, you know, once we call and say, hey, we got this going so on. So they got extra. Yeah, so instead of you have to wait till they, somebody orders it, then once they miss two sales, then they, they, they make sure it's in the warehouse the next time. Makes sense. Yeah, works great. They do a good job. They <coughs> bumper to bumper, uh, you know, handles all the parts for these guys, do a great job. They also are the, uh, the power behind the bumper to bumper uh, car show that had come up on June 1st that all of the bumper to bumper certified service centers will be at. And it's going to be great. I, I expect we may hit 200 cars this year. I'd be probably close, I think, if depending the sun, on the weather if again. If the sun's shining like it was last year, a nice, breezy, cool day, I don't see no way, you know, not hitting 200 cars. That would be great. We have a meeting about that next Monday. This coming Monday. Yeah, this yeah. coming Monday. So all right. we got all our little projects inside that car show that we're working on. We're going to. Update maybe, everybody maybe I need and see to come where we're and at, grace so. them with your, my presence. You could do that. I think it's I at the Ronald McDonald House. House. Oh, okay, that's a great upstairs place to in meet. their meeting room. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to meet. Yep, uh, it is a place. nice place. It's quiet in there. You yeah. know, over at the Bumper Bumper place, you know, they got people trying to eat supper in there with us, and you got the ice machine roaring and the Coke machine. But over there, it's quiet, and you can they got hear. folks coming in and out. So. <laughs> well, yeah, they're doing business. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know? And, you know, and they have to do business. I mean, that's, you know, that's how they get us supplied. They send people, look, they're sending parts out late at night to get to the places they got to get to in the morning. Well, Evans, uh, I, I see the Evans truck back in every morning about one fifteen. Yeah, they have trucks 24 hours a day coming and going, delivering and picking up parts because that is a distribution center, sending it out to all the parts stores and facilities that stock parts and all that so it, it, it's it's a really is neat it, process set there and watch you'll see 18 wheelers come and go all night long yeah is it me or i i feel like i see more bumper to bumper trucks on the road now than i i did three years ago have they increased they, they have that? increased a bunch of, they've added a well, bunch yeah, of trucks. i mean ducks buying parts all the time they gotta that's keep true they yeah, keep right. them handy. same with you <laughs> Same with you. But, you know, like I busy. say. They had to increase their fleet for us, Dad. That's it. Absolutely. You know, and, and like, I, you know, I use independent. I use Dickie down at Evans. And, you know, he's an independent jobber. Yeah. But I get the same service that Joe gets yep. from bumper to bumper. Don't we, Joe? Yep. Good service. You know, we all get good service. We get, uh, they take just excellent care of us. Dickie does. Mm-hmm. Mike does. Paul does. 
Uh, Goldie does. Mike's wife now, she's delivering. They all take this excellent care of us. Another reason why you go to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, your service will be extra quick. A break and then more. All right, let's get Michael up on the phone. He's calling in. Got a 2017 Ram. Michael, how are you? Say hi to Joe and Duck. Hey, Joe Mike. What's up? How y'all doing? Pretty good, uh, man. How you doing? Hey, guys. You there? Yeah, yes, we're here. We're Go here. ahead. What's your question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, this one's for uh, Duck. Uh, I changed my, oil fil- or my uh, fuel filter the other day, the one up by the motor. And uh, as luck would have it, I think I over-torqued the cap. It's leaking there now. <laughs> what do you- I heard that chuckle. What do you think <laughs> about the aftermarket uh, aluminum caps? Have you had any customers that had any bad they galled. Okay. They galled. I've had to replace the housing a couple of times. All right. So, how many miles you got I'm on hearing it? Hearing a secret for the plastic cap. Uh, or, just or, torque it. You okay. just pull it down, so torque it, whatever look. it says. I think it's sixteen foot pounds. I think to what it says. Right. Well, what <laughs> what was happening was. It was coming to a, a relatively firm stop, and it didn't look like the little edges, all or, the the way down. edges or whatever would meet. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yep. That's, right. That happens all the time. That ain't, I've even, my guys have even broke them, you know, because they don't look like they screw all the way down, and then you twist them out a yep. little bit more, and they crack. Give him an answer, yep. 30 seconds. Ca- call me at the shop, and I'll tell you where to get one from. Yes, sir. Thank you very all much. All right. Thank you. All right. Talk Thank to you, you later. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're down to 25 seconds here before the news. Typically, we would sit here can't and miss the news. BS with you. I can't miss the news because it's going to cut me off That's whether well, we go or not. That's or not. exactly right. All right. So let's uh, go ahead and get our break in for the news, and we'll come back. you got a question, 823-0965, and I still got some questions about fuel injectors. We'll get to those as well. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, we're live at the Capitol, third floor, house side, Back in a few moments. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me uh, go to Duck again. Duck, talk about the problem that our last caller, Michael, was talking about, about the 2017 Ram. And I guess it was his oil filter. No, it's his fuel filter cap. Okay, fuel filter. And, and what they done, Dave, they put aluminum housing, and then they put a plastic cover over it to, to screw down, the, you know, to seal it off. And the problem is, where it said, it's down in a hole. It's hard to get to. you got to put an extension on it and then put your half-inch ratchet up on top. Well, it looks like it's not screwed down all the way, and you'll hit it that one more time, and it'll bust it every time when we go. <laughs> yeah, that, and I think the older it gets, subject to heat and everything, heat, that heat, plastic gets brittle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but a bumper-to-bumper sells it with a filter, and usually if, if I'm servicing it, every third filter, I buy it with a cap, cap. and just because I've had to go back and chase it out on the road because, you know, the guy would get home and called me, it's leaking fuel, and you go over and the cap's cracked on it. Okay, so... It, but he was talking about the... They make aluminum for it. You can buy aftermarket aluminum for it. Yeah. Which is good to about the third time. All right. And then you start screwing it off, and the two pieces of aluminum will gall. What, ga- what do you mean by gall? It sticks. You can't screw it off, start pulling uh, the threads out of everything. Okay. And, and you know, if if you do have one, and if you, I've, I've seen people put, me and him talking a while ago about putting uh, oil on, on the threads, 
Uh, I've seen people put anti-seize on the threads, which it, it'll work to some point, but eventually. anti probably doesn't need to be in your fuel. No. Well, yeah, because, see, anti-seize has, has aluminum in it. It don't need to be in the no. fuel. And, and, the, and there, clog up your filter. there again, you know, the once you gauled that housing, you're looking at about $700 to replace that housing. Ouch. Yeah, so. It has to come from. Cummins or Dodge. Uh, 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 Cummins makes it, but so it a new plastic cap every three or four t- filter yeah, changes. Yeah, usually we do it about every cheap. third time, every yeah. fourth time. Just you know, whoever servicing it, they'll look say, okay, it's still good. You know, Unless it ain't like been changing in regularly month, in know. a month of Sundays. Yeah. yeah, and people don't realize that 2017 Dodge that he was talking about, it has a filter underneath too, on the frame rail. Right. Oh, it has two, fil- two fuel filters. Primary and secondary. So how often do, do those filters need to be changed? On, I change on mine two? every time I service them. Or really, every time you change it? Because the problem you run into, if you do have injector problem, as Dave's talking about his car's got an injector problem, mm-hmm. you walk, you take it to Dodge, walk in, say, hey, I got an injector failure, it's burnt my motor up. Mm. And they will. You can drive from here, cross over to the other side over, and the motor's burnt. Oh. Because you're, you're shooting 36 to 40,000 pounds of fuel pressure. Right down, down on top of the piston. Mm-hmm. It's just like a cutting torch blowing it. And it'll burn a hole in it. I've seen it burn the side out of them. But you go to Dodge, and they'll come wagging up there with a water bottle, Dave, by like this, and mm-hmm. here's your fuel. No, no it shows water in it. It's no warranty. No. It's contaminated. <clears throat> well, so if you're filtered. That's, their, that's, that's the excuse for Dodge and Ford, the biggest and thing. And Chevrolet. Fuel so, contamination. Well, and they won't warranty fuel. And that's the no. first thing, though. They pull it in. And they pull a sample out of the tank. Well, so so now what do you do? Can you if you got a let's say I got the receipt from filling up my uh, my truck or whatever? Can I call the the distributor of that fuel, whichever one it might be, and sue them? Good luck. Yeah. I, I mean, you it. could. I mean, that that, that, that is the process. But you know, if if it's a fuel station where they had some water in it or something like that and it can be documented yeah you got some you way got, of doing you that you got a little bit stand, but the first thing they're going to tell you is get we got lawyers yeah, the city of benton dave they changed place buying diesel fuel they've been buying from this one place for a year well this new place come in and said if you buy from us we'll cut it x amount of dollar x amount of pennies a gallon no so they moved over to them well, the first month they was there, I put one set of injectors in one of their big trucks, mm-hmm. which is $6,800 to fix. The next month, I put another set of injectors in one of their other trucks. Not making those savings back in the, the next fuel. Next month, <laughs> in, in, in four months, Dave, I put four sets of injectors in, and the guy oh, from wow. Benton Utilities come down there, he said, what's going on all of a sudden? So I bottled water in the trick. I said, here's your fuel. Did you change place buying fuel? He said, yes, we went to another place go back <laughs> so we went back and guess how many sets of injectors I put in since none zero wow that's it it's fuel contamination wow can't the city do something they know that there's a problem there can't they uh, they are you know okay they are alright so does the filter they not- got lawyers too uh, yeah <laughs> so does, that's your, what I'm saying does your filter not stop that contamination no. that's, so, so that's, what, what is what is the contamination is it's it trying a, to burn on water it actually has water no lubrication it. It galls the injectors. Uh, sticks I've, them open. I've actually, I'll, I'll bring you an injector that come out of one of these trucks, okay. and I, I'll pay the core on it. And uh, my guy took it and cut it half in two. He got yeah. a CNC machine. Uh-huh. And I'll, if I can think next week, I'll bring it and show okay. you what it looks like. They had galls it. 
Wow. You yeah. got a little plunger by the side of your finger, and it's about that long. It's a little hydraulic. Yeah. And it just slides up and down, and that's what pops it. The electric, the electric part cuts the fuel off and turns the fumes. Just like your, your gasoline injector is yeah. basically the same thing. It has 12 volts. Well, actually, this got more. That's got 48 volts going to it, and it pulses the it's ground. It's a little bit bigger. So it's got a little solenoid inside there. Yeah, it, yeah this, this pulses the ground. I mean, it, and, and, but it works, don't it, Joe? It works identical the same way his gas burner one does. Yes. It takes cool. fuel pressure, puts 12 volts to it, pops it with the ground. The ground tells it how long to stay open, just like it does on a diesel truck. Okay, so now with all of the, what you just said, is there any way that you can that I could have known that my fuel injector was going bad? No. No. It just goes bad and screws everything up that goes along with it. Dave, that's a $64 million question. If, if you can figure that out. Make a lot of money. Me and you and Joe will be rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there, there's no way to tell the future on that. They say, you know, uh, fuel contamination is the biggest problem. It's moisture. And, and, and they run these injectors <laughs> at such high pressures that, you know, anything gets in there other than what the fuel that it's supposed to have, if you get any kind of contamination, a little bit of uh, grit, grime, or water, it galls them up and sticks them open. Well, you know you, you know how big a grain of sand is. Sure. When I went to the standard dine school, uh, I was talking to the guy, uh, he was one of the engineers, he said one grain of sand go through that 6-7 uh, Cummins injector, is ruined. It scars it. Yeah, cuts right down the side of it, and he said within a month it'll be gone. Well, when, you, when you're talking about those kind of pressures, what, yeah. 20,000, 30,000 PSI? Yeah, 60 to 40. And, yes. and a, a little, a little pounds is a lot mm-hmm. of clearance. Oh, you, can't, yeah. you can't make the piston seal no. anymore. That's it. And they, and they said that it, we'll just take, for instance, Dave, a, a, a 2016 66 Duramax. The computer looks at it, and when you start cranking on it, and it makes 1,888 pounds. It'll start. It tells it, turn the injectors on. Well, when it tells it, turn the injectors on, the computer intel turns, okay, I've got 1,888 pounds. Now turn the rest of the fuel on. Well, then it'll bump it up to 6,000 pounds. It'll start an idle. When you're going down the road with, say, wide open throttle, my accelerator, yeah, <laughs> my speed limit, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at 40,000 pounds of fuel pressure running down the road. If you had that in your hand, you had it out of here, and it popped off, cut your hand run off. across your fingers, cut every one of your fingers off. Yeah, that's, that's high They're pressure. gone. Yeah. And Just choop, gone. <clears throat> and that's okay. what people don't understand about this stuff right here, H2O. All right, so here's a question now. Should I, if I go to fill up at my favorite filling station, and I see the big truck there run filling, don't. Run. I've been told not to fill up your car at that time. Is that true? Run. It's mixing. It's, okay. pulling, it's, it's mixing stuff up off the bottom. Is yes. that what it is? Let me let me explain something to you. If you had, well, let me explain ethanol content in fuel. You know how you check that? Okay. Water. Drop a little water in it, see if no, it absorbs. You got it. a beaker and it's uh, got a scale on it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Okay. If you want to check the ethanol content in that gas, fill it up to 90 with whatever's in that tank. Okay. And you want to know how much ethanol is in that? The last 10%, walk over and fill it up with tap water. Then sit on the bench in five minutes. It, that water, that oh, ethanol will draw all the water and go right into the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And it will raise that line up and you can actually see here's your fuel, here's your water. 
And if I go 12%, 15%, that's how much ethanol is in there. All right. We got a caller. We got Paul from DeQueen. Paul, how are you? Sorry you waited for so long, but I, I wanted to get that yeah. uh, clear for everybody. What's your problem? Yeah, I've got a 2002 Z71 pickup. Add it to the shop. Guy uh, put uh, uh, put computer onto it and said, "I've got a couple of uh, bad knock sensors." He also told me that uh, bad knock sensors can cause a really bad trouble uh, with the transmission. And uh, I've been running these for quite a while. Uh, do you know anything about that problem that that they can uh, get into the transmission? Well, I can tell you about the knock sensor. I can tell you what it does and how it works and, and what the information the engine uses off that. That's mm-hmm. basically whatever kind of fuel you're running in that engine. At that particular time, every ignition cycle, you start that engine and you go drive it. The computer, the PCM in that truck, advances the timing up till it hears the knock sensor report back that the engine's pinging. Yeah, then it then backs it, it off. Then it slows the timing down where the engine does not have any pre-ignition. Now, if you were running the low-grade fuel, it's going to slow the timing down slower. If you're running the high-grade fuel like premium, it'll advance it up a little bit higher. Yes. What they want is the timing to run as fast as they can get it, as high as they can get it, so the engine performs and gets better fuel economy like that. Now, the way it can affect your transmission is when the knock is bad, it doesn't get a report on that. It goes to a fixed data setting in this because it can't use that sensor because it does it does not getting a report from it. So what it does, it goes to a fixed timing setting, and you have uh, some parameters there that are not quite right that's going to affect your fuel economy and your performance, and it could change your shift points some, right? Yeah, and it, and it will change the shift points yep. on it. Is that what it's doing? It's slow shifting or something? or? You know, I haven't noticed any kind of performance problems with it. It's just when he put the uh, computer on it, he, it came up with a knock sensor and uh, probably, I think something about a, a corroded connector or harness. That's normal. That's 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 normal. Yeah. yeah if you well, if you pull the intake off and replace them, you need to replace both of them and the harness. That's it because it's in the valley and it's a dry valley. There's no liquid in there. And what it is, the, any water that splashes up on that motor goes to the lowest point. It'll run down in there. corrodes the connector on the yes. knock sensor itself. Yes. Right. Two yeah. knock but, sensors, a harness. You're looking at about $600. Yeah. And, but, uh, it, but as far as it can, you know, messing your transmission up, I don't see no way. I mean, all of them I've ever seen because I've seen them with the knock sensor lights on forever. Oh, yeah. I've had folks drive them for a long time yeah. like that. But it does affect the performance of the vehicle. Yeah, it could and affect the, the shifting of it. But, yeah. you know, far, far as you going to tear your transmission up, I don't think so. Well, I kind of figured he might, he might have been trying to push me into doing, you know, getting the thing done. Yes, sir. But, um, well, I would I, fix the know. knock sensors. I think you'll see them. I don't know. Right now, it's a 02 Z71 with a 5.3 in it. How many miles is on it? Uh, probably 150, 157,000. Yeah, it's probably getting about 13, 14 miles a gallon. If you fix the knock sensor, you probably get up 15, 16. Yeah, big deal. Um, well, I know for six hundred dollars, but <laughs> well, yeah. Well, his his estimate was a good bit lower than that. And, you know, we're out here in the country, so yes, sir. Um, well, he's going to need a plenum gasket, and he's going to need two knock sensors and a pigtail. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you that's about a it's about a three hour job to do it, and that's three hundred dollars. Yeah, and the knock sensors are about seventy dollars a piece, Peace. and the pigtail harness yeah. about eighty bucks, isn't it? Yeah, and then so you the can do gasket. the math in your head. Yeah, uh, then yeah. the gaskets, you know, they're, yeah. I remember, $13, $14. They're not bad expensive. Yeah. 
But but well, as far as it messing transmission up, I don't see no way. All right. All right. Did they help you out? Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and do it. And I've, I've seen the bulletin on that. You folks put a, an RTV dam around yep. that rear one. And uh, I'm I'm probably the the cause of this because, you know, I'm a neat, I was a neat freak when this truck was You washed it, didn't you? You washed it, yeah. Washed it and, you know, I probably caused this problem. Yeah. But if it, but I take mine when I when my guys put them on we we settle call them down there, yeah. All right, we Thank gotta you. let you go. Thank you so much for Thank being you, part Paul. of the Dave Ellswick show and Duck and Joe. Hope they gave you all the information that you needed. Hey, PI Roofing Home Solutions. You know you, you know them for great roofing. They do a comprehensive uh, job on your roof. If you got uh, any kind of problem with the shingles, you got a leak up there, whatever. They'll get up there. They'll find it. They'll fix it. They get behind it. Uh, they kind of they warrant it. All kinds of things. And if you have uh, you know problems because of a, that leak and it did damage in your house, they have home repair services for you as well. Now, if you want to get your gutters cleaned and get the quality service that you get from that you get with PI Roofing for your roof and for that home repair. Go to PI Roofing, ask it for them to cut, uh, clean out your gutters. They bought Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services, and they're taking care of that as well. They are your one-stop shop. All you got to do to check it all out is to go to piroofing.com. You know, Sonny's Auto Salvage is your number one choice uh, for recycled auto parts. Uh, You all know you've listened to me long enough to know that I use uh, Sonny's quite often. And remember that just because a car is totaled doesn't mean that all of its parts are totaled. What, uh, you know, R.D. does, the owner of Sonny's, go out and buy those total lost vehicles and pulls the motors and gives them the once-over and the big checks and the transmissions. And if they're still in great shape, uh, he then will put it in your car and you'll save a lot of money. Get a standard warranty, a great guarantee. Offer one, two, and three-year warranties on all the parts. All you got to do is call them, 982-7451-982-7451. Okay, we're down to just uh, a so, few moments. So, Dave, we're talking about injectors. You yes. know, you're injecting. We're talking about diesel injector. Yes. A diesel truck has an NOx sensor. Everybody calls it a NOx sensor. It's really not a NOx it's sensor. nitrous oxide. It's a nitrous oxide, and it has two of them. It has an in and outlet, and it has its own computer on it. And that's what tells the computer, okay, I'm clean, turn me loose and let me go. Okay. If one of them goes bad, nine times out of ten, you're going to put both of them on it before you find or fix the problem. Mm. They have their own computer, and they're fairly expensive. They're about $700 a piece. Oh, wow. Okay. And I put on probably three to five a month. And so these are, these are on either side, on the front and the back of the and exhaust. And the exhaust, right behind the turbo, and right behind the DEF filter. Okay, and that's that. The DEF filter is the thing that it basically sets on fire. It's like it's like a catalytic converter, that but it's actually filter. Yeah, your ticket, and that's where it has the the knock sensors, and then the one in front, one in the back. The one right off the turbo, it 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 reads it first, mm-hmm. sends it down through there. It looks at the temperatures. And then, it, then the outlet knock sensor picks it up and says, "Okay, we're how, clean." How clean is the? How yeah, clean is the we're clean exhaust enough. coming through? Don't turn check engine light off. All right, so let's let me ask uh, Joe this. Joe, this is the second injector that's gone bad. Now I'm going to assume I've got one for each of 
cylinder. The yeah, cylinder. one for each cylinder, but this is a this is a different engine. So. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yes, it's, there's no comparison. There. Okay, so if one goes bad, should you change all of them at once? No. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, uh, on the direct injected, no, Dave. No. E- even on the ones that aren't direct injected, they're just regular pop-off injectors, uh, you know, they run on a lot less pressure. The biggest problem you have with, with the direct injected is the high pressure and any kind of trash or contaminated food. Water, it's not good on them because they run such high pressures. Right. And, you know, it hadn't been that long ago that you had that motor put in there, so... You know, and you don't know the history, the complete history, you know, what the right. mileage was on it. And right. that and other. But, you know, sometimes just sitting on a shelf, there's fuel still in there. Kind and it's sticky. Yeah, it can. It can, you know, so it might have been related to that. may not, Duck. I mean, I don't really know for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it could have just, you know, stuck the injector for a moment, then the fuel went on through and washed it. But who... Who would want to take a chance? Well, that's that's me. I'm I'm like you know we know that one's stuck, so let's we put know one it's in stuck. It. So let's put and one. And I in know it. what happens if it really sticks open, and it ain't pretty. Dave cries. <laughs> it ain't pretty, mm-hmm. and and you're wherever it happens, you're gonna sit there until you get it fixed. That's for sure. Well, you know, comparison the the diesel injectors will trash a motor if they stick open. The gas ones, they usually don't. Yeah. That can cause it to run really crappy where you don't, you know, I can't drive it like this. And Black smoking, but it's it all stop up. It doesn't, it doesn't damage the engine traditionally. It'll, it can get down there and wash the cylinder down. You end up changing oil. We're going to do an oil change on yours, too, because of this. Okay. Anytime they stick, they'll fill that cylinder up. If it sets, that fuel will run down in the crankcase and deplete the oil. So it's going to get an oil change. Well, there. the diesel, when, they, when one of those goes bad and washes a bunch, dumps a bunch of fuel in it, what happens with that? It's basically the same thing. I've seen them hydrolock. i got one out oh, back wow. right now. This hydrolock injector's hung up wide open on 6.0, wow, and so it's hydrolocked. It'll blow the... It'll blow the head, or what? It'll, it'll bend a rod. It'll bend a rod. Okay. Yeah, but basically, it does basically like a gas burner. It pops the end of it off. Water goes through it. One drop of water, they said, it blow tip off the injector. Mm. Then it's just wide open. No but now on a six zero, it works off oil pressure, to make it fire. Where on right. a much higher pressure on a six four or anything, it's common rail. It works off a high pressure fuel. Okay. So that goes on with uh, what Duck says. If you don't need a diesel. Don't, buy, don't one. buy one. All right, that's don't just use it because you need to prove your manhood. Come, come see me. I got fifteen it, questions. If you can answer cool. yes to to about half of them, I'll tell you to buy one. All right. Well, we're out of time, guys. Thank Good to Dave. have you here. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you. We may have to do this one more time here in the uh, the capital. Maybe not. I'll find out when they're calling it quits next week. Maybe it'll be soon enough that. We don't have to be here again for two years, which would be fine with so, me. So, Dave, when are you going to make uh, uh, R.D. come in with us on Wednesday? I can make that happen probably next Wednesday. I'll, I'll call him and choke him. Yeah, tell him to come along. You make sure I think it, it'd be visit. good for him because we're you know we buy stuff from him. Yeah, all the time. I think it'd be good for him to come up and you know you know and kind of explain what he does. You know, as far as buying, sure. buying red cars and what he does with them. We'll make it all happen. That'll Thank happen the next time these guys are on. That'll be next Wednesday at uh, 4 o'clock. That's when we do it. And appreciate Joe. Appreciate Duck. And I'll see you tomorrow morning, Joe. Hopefully yes, everything will be all right. I'll give you a text. Okay. See right. you then. All right. Break and news. I got a uh, text from uh, Val. She sent me the uh, the agenda 
for the marijuana meeting mm-hmm. that's going on. We'll, uh, if she's still got time, she'll come up and give us the lowdown on what's... Because she brings up a, a very a good question. How are they going... And, I mean, how do they do it in Colorado? How do they do it in the states where they've made marijuana, uh, you know, um, legal? If you want to bring it from outside the state, can you? And I'm wondering if that is a no-no and you must buy from uh, the people who grow it in your state. I think it's, I think it's teleported in, so there's no actual interstate transport. I'm, t- I'm teasing, What do you mean? Yeah, I'm t- <laughs> it's teleported. I'm just <laughs> thinking, oh, wait a second, when I do think we get the teleportation? In? Uh, and, and so the, I remember talking to somebody kind of about this in the past, and it's, uh, I think it is a federal crime to, to transport it across straight, state lines. Of course, it's also a federal crime to actually own the stuff. Um, so, yeah, what do you do with it? But even just transporting it within the state may be somewhat of a problem. But, I don't know. I don't. I don't oh. see where that would be as much of a problem as getting it across as, the state lines. Yeah, and they've had to do that just with the seeds, and the seeds right. is as well as good as of transporting the product itself. Yeah, yeah, and so. I think that's so kind of, kind I of think the joke. Maybe we should get somebody on to talk about yeah. this. I think the kind of the kind of the joke is well, it's immaculate conception because you, you can't do it legally, and so, but it's got to get here somehow. Yeah. All right. We watch um, you know the the internet and the stories, and up in Northwest Arkansas, we saw one of the most bizarre stories that Paul and I have seen in a quite some time so so hold my beer and watch this um, yeah. I'm, I'm teasing i don't drink but but i think this was kind of one of those moments there was a couple of guys or a couple of guys that they were drinking apparently and i guess one they of them had called, a bullet they called the police well one of them had a bulletproof vest and they decided they wanted to try this thing out. No, you got to set this up right, Paul. Okay. Well, All right. well they, we, the cops came out, and the guy who had been shot said that he had been hired to shadow a guy to make sure nothing happened to him. And some dude showed up and shot him six times in the chest. Well, and so, and luckily, he had a, a bulletproof vest on. Right. And so, the, so, but there was more to the story. Right. And so, so kind of where it started was. He was in the hospital. Well, and he was. He well, been, he showed up at the. He, hospital. he showed up at the hospital, and they were. And like, that's the story he told. They're, they're they're asking him questions, and so he told them come up with this kind of weird, bizarre story about about him protecting somebody, and he got shot. But then his wife came along apparently and, and told him the truth that well he and his buddy were drinking, and they decided On they're the going to they're going to try it. Out there, um, his, their bullet, they tried out his bulletproof, bulletproof vest, and they shot each other. First, guy, first one of them shot the other guy. six times. Yeah, the, the first, the twenty-two, right? And so it was just a twenty-two rifle, but just a twenty-two, just a rifle. twenty-two rifle. But um, so they basically tried out a bulletproof vest on each other, which I guess it would maybe sound sound like a good idea if you're about half drunk or or seriously drunk. I think you have to be serious, seriously drunk, and. And what's kind of dumb about it is, so they got arrested, and apparently they're being charged with a felony. Yeah, I don't understand that one exactly. Yes, the guy went to the hospital because he won't. He said 
his chest was hurting. Right. No kidding, Sherlock. Well, I mean, it, 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 I can imagine some bruising, but he, he probably wasn't bruising. probably wasn't probably wasn't seriously injured. But he's liable to liable. To. I I, you know, serious is in the eyes of the, right, the right. hurt. I mean, right? prob- probably one of those things where it hurts, but he's probably not in danger of losing his life or anything of that nature. But I, I it, to me, a felony is a bit much. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, it has to be the cops bringing the charge against them, unless one of the individuals brought a charge and said, "Yeah, I didn't ask to be shot. He shot me." And then you bring a charge against no, the guy I, who discharged the weapon. Sounds to me like it was a it was fairly consen- fairly consensual in, yeah. in regards to that. Now, now I can I can kind of see that. Maybe there are some laws against shooting people, even if it's with consent. But at the end of the day, a felony? That yeah, seems I, don't, a bit, I don't get that it. seems a bit much. Yeah, I... I but but it, they, maybe they kind of won the, the stupid award for the day. Yeah, Well, yeah, I would say so. That but is stupid. I don't think they won the Darwin Award, though. N- no, because yeah. nobody died. They, nobody, nobody died. Nobody lose their, lost their ability to reproduce. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so... Okay, I got a question for you. I think you'll like this. Okay. This is one of my uh, trivia questions that came in today. What is the only state in the union whose flag is two-sided? Two-sided. Two-sided. There were two at one time, but in 71, one of these states, what, the what state you, of Maryland, Maryland changed two to two colors? sides. Just, no, just different, two different designs on each side of the oh, flag. Oh, 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 two-sided like that. Oh, I have no idea. I've never heard of that you as far as have, I know. You don't have any idea? You uh-huh. have any idea there, Wallman? The state flag of Oregon is one of the most unique in the United States of America. It's currently the only flag... That's two-sided, which means that both sides of the flag have different patterns. It's two-faced. The state flag's current design was adopted on February 26, 1925. The front, or uh, the obverse side of the flag, features the official state seal in gold, which is surrounded by 33 stars, symbolizing Oregon as the 33rd state to join the Union. The back, or reverse side of the flag... Features Oregon State animal, the beaver, fully stretched out on a log. Wow. So, with that in mind, the next time the General Assembly meets, they need to leave the, the state flag on one side. On one side and on the other side. Put the Gadsden flag. No, they can put something on the other side that uh, honors the American Indian or something. And that way, that answers the question, how do you make everybody happy? Hold up the white flag. That'll make everybody happy. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> we've talked about that. <laughs> we can't make everybody happy. But that, that's the key. This would give you a state flag and a unique state flag at that. And uh, it'd be kind of cool. I'm just trying. Hey, look, you're, you're, I'm all you're, about you're, peace and love. You're, you're trying to promote... Um, Togetherness, peace, and love, love, and harmony. Oh, that's what. I, Josh Miller, you want to come talk? Wait, wait! Don't run away. He's running past me. I, 
I was going to ask you. He's kept going. Yeah. He's making his, he's heading to the elevator. You know, they might just be on a recess right now. Yeah, I don't know. Recess? <laughs> yeah, they, it's kind of like kindergarten. Yeah. That's the way it works, Zach. They, put them, they let them go out to go to the bathroom. They play can go out back into the playground. Come out and talk with their lobbyist Jump buddies. up and down and, and get loosened up, and then they're supposed to show back up and, and do, and do um, some more work. Hey, don't forget about Dwayne Smith. Uh, he is an insurance agent with Allstate. He has the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. Now, here's what I'm going to suggest that you do. We all think that our insurance is good. But I suggest to you, you do what Dwayne Smith invites you to do. Bring your car insurance, home insurance, you know, motorcycle insurance. I don't know if there's boat insurance. I'm sure that there is. Bring it all to their agency at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood and let the folks there at the agency sit down with you. I mean, Dwayne do it personally. And take your insurance policy, compare it to the Allstate policy that he can do for you, and find out how much money he's going to save you. I mean, think about it. If he only saves you, let's say, $30 a month over 12 months, that's the money. That'll buy a lot of milk for the baby. I'm just saying. A lot of bread for you to make grilled cheese sandwiches. Bottom line, it'd be money that'd be in your pocket. So just set up an appointment uh, going to 501-819-0373, 501-819-0373, and set up an appointment to visit with Dwayne or one of his uh, professionals and find out they can use Allstate to get Mr. Mayhem away from you and save you some money. Phone number again, 501-819-0373. Okay, so if you were with us at the beginning of the hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show from the Capitol, third floor outside, we were talking something completely unrelated to what is happening here at this location. I don't know. We were talking about idiotic behavior. Yeah, we were talking yeah, about northwest Arkansas. And two guys decided to, I don't know if they shot each other or one shot the other, and then the guy who got shot uh, suddenly decided, maybe the other guy reneged and decided he didn't want to be shot, but they were both wearing bulletproof vests. And the guy that got shot got shot six times by a, a twenty-two gauge long rifle and didn't kill him, of course. But he ended up going to the hospital because he was in extreme pain. And Kenneth is with us from Damascus, and he wants to talk about, as he said, the shooting idiots. What's up, Kenneth? Hey, uh, I was y'all was kind of confused that while they were being charged with a felony, and my my guess is that uh, using a firearm while intoxicated could be considered a felony. Is is that right? I maybe I don't I don't know. That's what we were saying. If anybody can you know shed some light on this, I mean nobody nobody was killed, nobody was hurt other yep. than their pride, and they got some bruising, I'm sure. But neither one pressed charges, as far as I know. So who's pressing the charges and what for? Most likely, it's the police pressing the charges because two people were drinking and they were using the firearms. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I appreciate that, your that call. May go, that, that may go all the way up to the lowest form of felony, but it's probably at least a very high misdemeanor. 
you know, it, it, I used to teach concealed carry like 10 years ago, and I, yeah. I, I just cannot remember the laws, but I think it's a felony. Well, okay, well, we'll, just, we'll, uh, we'll put it out there and we'll let other people chime in on this. By the way, can I drive through your town now and not get a speeding ticket? No, <laughs> no, they're back to driving tickets again. No, okay. that, one year, that one year suspension that they had on riding tickets, it's over. Right. Okay, so just I'll, be I'll, I'll be on my I'll be on my good behavior five miles an hour <laughs> under the speed limit. Thanks a lot, yeah. Kenneth. We appreciate you, Thank brother. You. Appreciate Thank the call. You know. Yeah, eight two three zero nine six five. Evidently, the police have brought the charges against these two gentlemen. Now they were inebriated. They were using firearms, but they didn't shoot anybody else or anything. It doesn't seem they, to be any malice. Yeah, involved. no malice. It was just you know. You know, a couple of, uh, you know, kind of an Arkansan, watch this, I, I think you know, it, I type think it of might thing. have been a hold my beer, watch this moment. Yeah. And and they're getting charged that, with a felony. That seems pretty dumb. And so I think it's just a couple of buddies that just that were using their, their alcoholic intelligence. And, and it wasn't real smart, but it didn't look like they hurt anybody. And they didn't intend to hurt anybody. Well, they bruised, bruised one of each them. other, right? I mean, the, I can I, only imagine the probably, bruises probably, six times. It probably hurts, but but I mean, they didn't. Apparently, they didn't hurt anybody very bad. See, so. here's what I want to know: I want to know when the guy shot him the first time. Did he like just stand there and stick his chest out and say, "Go ahead, shoot I think, me again"? I think it, I think it might have been. Shoot that might have been again. about the gist of it. I'm Superman, but you know. I don't know. Just don't shoot him in the eye. It won't come out like the movie. <laughs> Just tell you. Remember the movie? Uh. Was it, uh, I forget who was it that played Superman in it, but it had that scene where it showed the, the bullet hit him in the eye and it just went poop and it fell away. Mm. I forget uh, who did, was it Snyder who did that movie? Come on, help me out here. Hmm. I don't know. Help, help me out there. How recent? Fairly recent. I was in the last. What eight ten years? Are you talking about the actor? Yeah, who who oh, plays um, Superman? Got, what's his name? Um, goodness gracious, it's not Cavell. It was some. Yes, yeah, Henry Cavell. Who was the guy before him? There was somebody else that played Superman. Oh, um, Brandon and Ruth. 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 That's the movie. Mm-hmm. That one. And and they had that machine gun on the roof. Remember? Yes. And you see the bullet hit him in the eye. That is right. They do a close up of it, and it just smashes the bullet and falls away. I totally forgot about that movie. Wow. Hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Ruth did an all right job. He did. He did. But I don't know. This one of the superhumans of tomorrow or whatever. Oh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. He plays that character better. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. He, he's kind of a geeky, strange-looking guy. Anyway. You're totally right about that. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line, it, yeah, don't shoot him in the eye. Yeah. It well, will not work yeah, out that don't, way. And don't, do the, don't test your vest out. That's... Just take it for granted that they guarantee that it will stop up to a certain well, caliber. If, if you want to test it, don't put it on your buddy. Don't put it on a person. Uh, um, put it on the on a fence post. Don't you know that it was really the guy was lucky he didn't put it on the dude pulled out his desert eagle <laughs> and shot across the porch and hit him with that. Uh, Man, number one, it might it have broken half a dozen ribs. It, it would have broke ribs, lifting him up off his feet and thrown him backwards for uh, several feet. I mean, really do some damage. Yeah. So just hurt the moral, big time. moral of the story here: Don't do this at home, kids. Yeah, that. I it, mean, it's it, it's not a good idea because you know, if it doesn't work, your buddy's liable to be dead. Okay, but here's the question that we have: We have a legitimate question here. 
Kenneth just gave us his opinion in Damascus. And if he's calling from Damascus, you can call from Conway. It's a lot mm-hmm. closer, or Greenbrier, or Cabot, or wherever you can listen to the show. And I know you can hear it in Cabot. For all you Cabotans out there, just know that it comes in clear as a bell in, in Cabot and in Jacksonville and Benton and Bryant and all the rest. So here's your question. There's Mark Johnson. Hey. Maybe Mark Johnson can answer this question. Let's bring the senator on. Have a seat, Senator. You're, you're a man who knows the law. So we got two guys that have been drinking. And they decide in their state of inebriateness that they're going to put on their bulletproof vest. This happened up in Fayetteville. I saw this. All right. And they decided to shoot each other. And one Hold guy. My beer, right? Yeah, that's what, that's what we've been saying. So. They, they, the guy, one guy shot his buddy six times with the twenty-two rifle. Didn't kill him. The, the bulletproof vest did what it should, and but the guy went to the hospital because there was a considerable amount of pain. Probably broken ribs or could something. Have been. Maybe the alcohol started wearing off. But they took and, and the police charged him both with a felony. I think both of them with class D felonies. So my question is. For what? If they didn't, if they didn't bring, you know, are you saying there should should or should not be a law against stupid? I'm well, saying you can't cure well, stupid. Well, all right. I mean, no. I mean, a felony seems a bit excessive. I bet they play that one down. Paul. Maybe so, but but at the end of the day, you know, maybe a disorderly conduct charge or just just count me I mean, count me as you're going to hear me say something right now, and some of you won't believe I'm going to say what I'm going to say. But I'm just telling you, I wish I'd been there. I, I would there have liked somewhere. I would have liked to have seen this happen. I'm just saying. Now, now Dave, you know, I know you're from Indiana originally, but yes. there's an Arkansas term that we use for people like that. It's bless his heart. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I go along with that. I, I go along with that. You stay with us for a few moments. You got sure, some uh, sure. some legislation you got, want to talk about? Finally got a break today. Oh. You invited me earlier. Oh, this we, is the monument. Well, bill. we got it passed. Okay. It got uh, 19 votes, and I'm thrilled with that. Uh. I, it's hard this time of the year to keep everybody in their seats. And then I need to share with you an idea I have because of the state of Oregon. I'll tell you all about it when we oh, come back. Great. we got a break to go to the news and, uh, and bring you up to date on what's happening around the world. And then when we come back, we've got Senator Mark Johnson here. He's been really busy. I'm going to tell you what. Sorry. He hasn't had time to st- stick around and talk to us very much. But he's here now. We'll talk to him when we come back. All right, we've got Carol and Roland. Let's get her on the line real quick. And, and Carol, what do you think about these guys that were shooting each other? Why would they be arrested? Dumb, I think. <laughs> okay. Curse with done. I, I uh, wanted to ask the senator something about okay. the flag issue. Um, senator Johnson. Um, yes, where are we with the uh, remaking our Arkansas flag in the stars I, business? I have no idea. That is a that is a House bill. It's I do dead. understand it was uh, tabled in committee. Yes. And at my understanding, again, the Senate has slightly different rules than the House, but I believe uh, it would take uh, two-thirds of a quorum to pull the bill off the table. So uh, as late as the session is, I would think that barring some uh, resuscitation, that bill is dead for this session. 
All right. Yeah, I don't okay. think they're going to well, the out for it. good news. Um, uh, I wanted, I was hope, hoping that it would not be changed because of our history, and we should not change it. Um, you know, my ancestor, I think I probably told you this, Mark, uh, was the 14th Arkansas Secretary of State, and he fought in the Battle of Pea Ridge and numerous other battles. But he was an honorable man. He well, helped write the Constitution after uh, post-Reconstruction, uh, and um, he was a lawyer uh, in Paris, Arkansas. And um, there's a, a historic home um, in Chisholmville, which is his name was B.B. Chisholm, and um, it's at Chisholmville, right south of Ozark, um, and it's was they built his dad built it. He was a doctor, and he built it in eighteen eighty four and eighty five. And BB was born there, and uh, it still stands. It's a very historic place now. It's a two story log home, and you can probably see it on online if you want to go look at it. But it is um, anyway. We're we're talking about when you get to the statues, and I think of um, uh, Crittenden, Patrick uh, Crittenden, who came here from Ireland, who's there's a statue over in Crittenden County, which he was named for. Um, and I would hate to see our that history rewritten because it's still our history. And um, I just don't think it should be changed. All right. We appreciate your call on that. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And let me come back and, uh, and, and talk to you. I've got a – this is the flag issue. No. I have an answer to that. Well, what's your answer? All right. I just read from my trivia question today that Oregon is the only state in the union that has a two-sided flag. One side has the uh, uh, state seal. The other side has a beaver stretched out on a log. Wow. So here's my answer, because I'm all about peace, love, and unity. <laughs> all right. Why don't we go to a two-sided flag? We can make the change, have what we got right now, and then on the other side we can, you know, do something with the Native Americans and uh, the slaves. Um, Dave, my response to that would be... you got two years to think about it. Well, yeah, that's true. My <laughs> other response would be that uh, that's such a great idea. I think you should run for the General Assembly, and then you can introduce that I'll bill. just run on that particular <laughs> bill. How's that? All right. Let's talk about your bill. Yesterday, it, it got held up. Got 16 votes yesterday. Got, got enough votes today. And we got 19 today, and, and 18, of course, is the magic number, and... and, uh, and I'm not complaining about any of my colleagues or my friends. Uh, this point in the session, it is difficult to get rear ends in seats all the time. It's Well, they could be in other committees. Well, not on the floor. But oh, for, I got for example, and I won't call his name, but a, a, com a friend of ours, both a friend of both of ours, uh, is working on a very important bill. And he was off the floor yesterday working on an amendment to try to get this bill uh, fixed and okay. get some agreement with the, I know the governor's office involved in that and, and some of the other interested parties and so he wasn't, wasn't there and he was a yes vote on my bill and another one, another senator who's my friend and said Same thing happened. she was, was for it and she wasn't there and she voted for it today so it's it, again and also I lost a vote today I had a friend that was there yesterday voted for it he wasn't there so but it's it's a challenge to like i say it's like herding cats sometimes. i was just about racing it sounds like herding cats so explain to my listeners now what this does 
I didn't think that the article in the paper today was very clear about this. Well, again, the uh, lady with the Democrat Gazette did an interview me, and, and that's okay. She's got a lot of things she has to write on, and she follows the debate and all that. Uh, the bill simply protects existing monuments, and it does uh, extend the, the definition of a monument to include a statue, memorial, a gravestone place, a nameplate, a plaque, uh, historic flag display, not a flag, right. but like a, a group of flags I, I used on the floor today. Uh, if you've ever driven to Dallas, you go through Texarkana on the mm-hmm. Texas side, they have a, a, a monument. It's the six flags over Texas. It's right. their six flags. And uh, that, that would be a, a historic flag display. It would. Uh, it also could include a, uh, a school, you know, a street, a bridge, a building, or a preserve that's uh, key. It has to be on public property. We're not doing anything on private property. And it would be named after a historic person, event, military organization, or military units. And uh, we named all of the wars that American soldiers have participated in. Uh, This started out as just for soldiers, but uh, certainly that's the the gist of it. I was approached by uh, the Daughters of the uh, War of 1812. Okay. And by the way, we have a monument Right outside in front of the Capitol for 1812. As a matter of fact, it's going to be reconstituted. They're going to build it back into a nicer monument. They've already been approved to do it. There's a few names of War War of 1812 veterans from Arkansas on there, but what these ladies have researched is that we have many, many more Arkansans that, that fought in the War of 1812. And you have to think back to 1812. The war was, of course, over in 1815. Right. And... Four years later, Arkansas became a territory. So these people were migrating west and, and moved here and, and made Arkansas their home. And some of them became very famous. And this was their war that they had fought in as, as young people. So uh, it's important that we not forget those. And, of course, there's a lot of, of uh, concentration on, on the Civil War. But uh, we have other wars that from time to time may or may fall out of favor. Uh yeah, Vietnam. I was just going to say, you know, that when we were younger, Dave, was uh, terrible. we know Vietnam veterans didn't have parades. Nope. And they didn't have monuments. And some of them were spat on in airports and things like that. And people fall in and out of favor. But people should respect when someone honors someone. And, and even as far as like the Civil War monuments or something, there are. There were honorable people on both sides. Yeah. And you may disagree with the, the greater causes. In many cases, I think for the rest of our lives, people will debate the variations of the causes. But in this particular case, uh, uh, we need to remember these are individuals. These are people that sacrificed. And, and many of them, uh, they fought for their state, not the nation, not the Confederacy, not the States Union. States were they, more important then than more. they are now. There is a, a, a grave site down in, I believe it's in southwest Arkansas. A friend called my attention to it. <clears throat> this person was an officer in the Texas Infantry, whatever, or the CSA. Right. And he was ordered by his commander to, they were going to move and go fight in Mississippi. And he said, I've signed up to defend Texas, and I'm not going to go. 
I'm, I'm a Texan. I'm not a Mississippian. Right. And he was tried and court-martialed, convicted, and uh, Jefferson Davis chose not to commute his sentence, and he was shot by a firing squad and is buried in southwest Arkansas because of his beliefs about his state. And, and I'm not saying that was a good idea or, or even that he was right. I'm just saying that those were the beliefs that those people had at that time, and regardless of how you judge the, the 19th century and the 21st century, and we have to rec- recognize that these were brave people that had families, and they have uh, uh, families uh, that are still around today in some cases, and you know th- those people deserve to have their, their forebears' memories yeah, still, I, still honored. I agree. I'm glad to hear that this passed. Now, does that mean that uh, we're going to be uh, this has got to go to the house now? Yes, it'll, it will go to the house, and hopefully, okay. it, it'll be in herding committee Boy, on Friday. You're, and then, you're at the at the well, end of the of the session. <laughs> it is what it is. Dave. We will just get it done. So, what are you what are you hearing for the ending of the session now? Uh, I noticed that Representative Wing has joined us, and, and yeah. he can probably fill me in on what's going on on the north end of the Capitol. Uh, we're looking at at perhaps Wednesday. Maybe okay. Thursday. It depends on a lot of things. Uh, you know, uh, if uh, you know if it quits raining, the ditches dry up, and if you quit letting committees meet, the bills <laughs> keep dry. Quit, up, they yeah. dry up and quit coming out. Yeah. Did I do that right, Carl? That's right. We got to keep that pipeline. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, I, I know that. Uh, Committees are meeting through through Friday. I don't know if any committees are meeting after Friday, uh, and we will have a lot of bills on the calendar because of that. I, I, Senator Hendren just told us we would have seventy five bills tomorrow wow. uh, on the Senate calendar. Now, some of those can be batched. Some of them are appropriation bills. Some yeah. of them are are roll the vote type thing. No controversy, but that's still a lot of bills. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you, Dave. On getting that passed. And Dave, let me let me compliment you and, and Paul and, and all the people that you have on here. Uh, y'all do a real public service of letting the public know what's going on out here, and uh, it it can be confusing. It can even be confusing for us, right, Carlton? Amen. <laughs> but uh, uh, you do a great job of, of highlighting things and helping people understand it. A lot of times, uh, they don't understand the, the what's going on kind of the inside baseball parliamentary things. procedure well but even the things that never make it on the floor and why is that bill not being brought up well it's because the person that's uh opposed to it or the swing vote is concerned about something in another committee that yep. until that's taken care of they're not going to vote for this one so you never know about those things and, and even we don't know about them sometimes yeah. well but thank and you sometimes for what you to do. figure it out you got to ask a whole lot of people to get to the truth of the matter, because a lot of people don't want to call out their fellow legislators and things of that nature. Or certainly not in public. That's correct. That's right. Absolutely. But, but, Dave, thank you again and, and for the great Mark, job. thank you. Did. We'll get you on after the session. We'll do a post-mortem. And we'll talk about it. That's exactly <laughs> okay. right. Thanks. Thank you much. Thanks. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got uh, Carlton Wing here, state representative. I bet you he's going to bring us up on that road material that he had. We'll find out about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get the last segment done for uh, a Wednesday hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. And uh, with us is Representative Carlton Wing. And yesterday he was on, and we had heard that this great piece of legislation that he had been working on and that they had a trial period on, and it saved $7 million on road construction, had suddenly run into an unexpected roadblock. Mm-hmm. 
and it's now been resurrected today, and it's alive. It's Amen. Lazarus Bill. Hallelujah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about this. Well, this this is uh, it's it's a good example of how government's supposed to work because um, sometimes you go through, you think you've got every pl- problem uh, solved, you've talked to everybody. Uh, a couple of the senators had some issues, and so they were concerned about uh, uh, some of the local contractors being able to participate in this. Um, we had uh, met with the governor's office and and handled a transparency issue because we wanted to make sure everything's transparent. Sure. Uh, so we, we had amended for that. And so uh, in consultation with the senators, I said, listen, I've got really three main issues. If we hit these three main issues, you can do whatever you want with all of the other stuff. And the issues were, we found that in the original bill, we wanted to eliminate the sequencing. So we had, for the for the listeners who haven't followed along as, <laughs> as we have, five projects. But in the original bill, they had to be in sequence. You couldn't start number two until number one was complete. Right. We saw that that was taking too long. So we wanted to get rid of the sequencing order. So now you can have them take place concurrently. Uh, we also wanted to uh, extend the time frame from 2000. 2022 to 2024 is what we just amended it to. Uh, and then the, uh, we kept the financing the same. So, uh, so we were able to do some smaller projects. Uh, and what we want to do is at the end of this, we want to look and say, did this work? Mm-hmm. And if so, how much? And this gives us an opportunity because of, of what we were able to complete here to do some small scale projects like in the 15 to 25 million dollar range, uh, as high as, uh, 70 million would probably be our largest. And that we, we are all, almost complete with our first one. And as we've mentioned several times before, that was a 70 million dollar project. We've been able to identify seven million dollars in savings to the taxpayer at no cost just by doing things a little bit differently with this, uh, so construction very cool. Basically, it's a, hiring a project manager. It's, it's hiring a project manager that, that oversees the entire project start to finish. It allows for overlap. It allows for consultation throughout the entire process, which is something that we don't have with the current bid. And it's not that the other way is, is harmful, but there are some times that this is the best method. So paying for good leadership pays dividends. It, exactly. But it, it provides the options. So on some of these projects, this is what we need, and we want to have the tool to, to do that when, when it's called for, and this gives us that. Okay. Okay, so now what happens? So now, so we got it out of Senate committee. Literally minutes ago, I came straight here. So, in fact, uh, my, my wife is listening right now, and so she has just learned with the rest of the listeners <laughs> that uh, But it just got out of Senate committee, and so now it will go to the Senate floor. Hopefully the bills are read across today so that uh, it could be on the Senate floor tomorrow. Explain. Explain read right across the floor. Okay, so yeah, all the bills that you know, by law, by constitutional statute, bills have to be read three times. So that way, the public can can know exactly what's going on. Again, that transparency issue right, as well. Right. So it would get read across the Senate floor for the first time tonight, and then uh, it will be read across a second time, and then a third time when it's presented on the Senate floor tomorrow. Then, because we've amended the original bill, it was a House bill, it started over on my side before. Right. Now that it's got an amendment on the Senate side, it has to come back to the House to concur in that amendment. They have to agree to it. That's right. And then it will go to the governor's desk for the signature. All right. Uh, anything that wasn't very well thought out before, uh, this is not the time to be filing a bill right now. Okay. So that that says, Paul, I, I got to do a little poking here. State Representative Gazaway, maybe 
come back in two years. No, which one? Yeah, uh, about most of his bills. Uh, they had some problems because. Yeah, well. well. Which one was it? His his was the uh, landlord bill. Yeah, wasn't he had, it? Well, and, yeah. Oh my gosh. He had landlord bill. Seventeen oh five. was having some trouble. He reread. Yeah. He rewrote that bill what four times? Uh, yeah, he amended it quite a bit, and, and then the people in the committee started getting irritated because yeah, he kept yeah, coming it was, back. It was kind of a mess. And, <laughs> And you know, I, I think there's he had some some valid concerns with that, and but I think it just it went it did too much. It died. It, it died. It needed you know, to die. It, it needed to. You're exactly right. If it's not ready when you bring it, and you can make a you know you got some questions, and you can make a necessary change well, and, they, and get it through, okay. I think but he was. You he, don't keep coming back. Well, he was, he he had some stuff going on with it that that was just going to be serious property rights violation. Well, it's like a, it's like a bad bone. You don't want it to keep coming yeah. back. This is the way it goes. All right, Carlton, thank you so much for thank coming you very by, much. Representative. We appreciate you being here. It's good news. That is good news, and, and, and I want to echo what Senator Johnson said. What you guys are doing is great. Bringing this to the people uh, and letting them know what's taking place at the Capitol is essential to uh, continuing to do what we do. To a republic, it is. It is. It definitely it is. is. Thanks so much. Thank you. We appreciate you. We'll get you in on the talk about the postmortem as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll do that. That'll be All fun. right. What do you got Very from good. Colorado? So quickly, Paul. Colorado, the, uh, there's a, a bill that the governor is apparently about to sign for a red, a red flag bill. And so here's, a, here's a, a quote from one of the sheriffs there. He says, I don't have the option to enforce this. I think it violates the Constitution, and that, in turn, would force me to violate my oath of office. Colorado Sheriff Steve Ream says, as he refuses to enforce a proposed red flag legislation, I'm doing what I think is right by my constituents. I'm standing up for their constitutional rights. We need sheriffs that will stand up for our rights. All right. We'll wrap it up with that. Tomorrow we'll be back here. J.R. Davis will be on in the first hour. Brianne Davis is going to join us in the 3 o'clock hour along with uh, Joyce Elliott. And and I haven't gotten a hold of Joyce Joyce Elliott yet. She's got an interesting bill about FOIA. And that means 4 o'clock Conduit News will be here live in the Capitol. That should be interesting. And then... uh, then we'll replay that JR interview for the folks at 5 o'clock. Until then, have a good night. See you too. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.